do you want do you want to be part of the intro of this episode? Uh, sure. How do I? Or actually, eh, I mean, I do like the intro. Yeah, that's true. This but, is what this is right now. Like this is fourth wall breaking. Like oh. right now is what's happening before oh. the intro music. So oh, oh, it's that moment. Okay. Yeah, well, hi, people. Yeah, that's what we're doing right now. Yeah. You want to say hi before yeah. I? Yeah. Of when, when I clap you, when I clap you off, when I when I do the th- <laughs> that's the power. Like I hit the three claps and then. The yeah. intro music starts, and then we do our thing. The these claps will start when I when I do the clap. <laughs> it will summon the intro music. Then we have to go into this. So uh, that's what's anime, happening right now. Anime experience. Yeah. I mean, it is the weebology experience. That's true. Yeah. So I'm gonna do it right now. Oh, here it is. Oh, 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 oh! oh. I'm gonna oh. do it. I'm gonna do it. Oh. oh. Welcome back to the Weepology Podcast, everybody. I am your Professor Ricky. I hope everyone is having a great holiday season. I myself just got back from eating fantastic Italian food at a family dinner gathering. I am dense with carbs and meatballs, and I've never felt better. But today is another installment of the student interviews. These ones were super fun, a lot of content. Heck, we might even go to two hours plus this time. So, I'll be talking to two more friends of the podcast today, the first being the host of the Lords of Dorktown, Philip, and second, one of the longtime day one fans of the Weebology classroom, Saint. You may have heard us mention him a couple times in the main podcast, from his various uh, score rankings and cataloging of ours to maybe writing an actual essay on why certain shows aren't isekais directed exactly aimed right at me like a sniper. We have great conversation and got to pick their brains about the origin stories of their anime journeys. So sit back, relax, and enjoy some student interviews. And first up, we have one of the longtime friends of the Weebology podcast, the host of the Lords of Dorktown, a professor in his own right, Philip, how are you doing, my dude? Oh, g'day, Ricky. It is so good to be talking to a professor again. I've missed you very much. Missed you too, man. I mean, th- listen, it's just a conversation between two professors at this point. Mm. You are, like I said, a, a man with a wee PhD in his own right. I mean, literally, you're watching anime right before we started talking. 100%. Yeah, it's, this is just two, two academics sitting down, discussing their craft over over two wildly different time zones and two wildly different vibes because <laughs> it is 9am here and I am quite hungover. And it's 5pm here and I'm, I'm cooking my hangover as we speak. I, I'm, I'm making sure that I... Yeah. So, I mean, the, the amount of wrinkle power right now between <laughs> the two of us could probably power a small city at this point. Um, and it, it seems only fair that we leverage that wrinkle power um, to do this, do this episode for the second time. Because if y'all have not listened up to this point, uh, I already had the first version of this with a couple fans where I get the raw, real stories of really heavy, deep-in-the-game weebs origin stories on how anime came to be in their lives. And I felt that Philip would be 
uh, one of the best candidates for this as someone who broadcasts himself as a lord of Dorktown. So I, I think we should, you know, let's just dive in. It's it's the first question. It's the one that everybody gets, but you know we got to start somewhere. When was the first time that you watched anime? And the the addendum here is, did you actually know you were watching anime at the time? And if not, what do you? Th- how did that come off to you? Like, how did you perceive this new format of content? It's a it's a great question, there, Ricky. Um, so I think for me it was an inevitability that I'd fall into anime. Like, I think it was like predestined the day I was born. Like there was, you know, the stars, <laughs> the stars aligned and wrote weeb in the sky the day I crowned out of my mother. Um, yeah, for, for me, I think it's, yeah, it's just always been a thing. Like I've got a, I've got a brother that's um, like my older brother and he's like one of those bad weebs. Like, you know, those early 2000 weebs that we all try not to be. Oh, you know? yep. Yeah, yeah. D- the ones that really wore it on their sleeve, right? Really oh, wore it on their sleeve. Wore it on his unwashed sleeved, on his unwashed body. Ew. He was just um, ew, yeah, ew. <laughs> real, real big weeb. And we um, we shared like a, a room for the majority of my life, like childhood. And yo, same. That's yeah. funny you say that. My little brother and I. He, he, I'm four years older than him. He was born into my room and we shared a room until I went to college at 18. So 14 years I shared a room with my brother. He had to put up with my nerdy shit. But at that point, I didn't have anime in my life. I just had computers and animation, but I didn't have mm. anime. At, well, well, I, I did. I did. But I didn't subject him necessarily to it. So it's very fascinating that you and I share that particular uh uh, coincidence where we both kind of like shared a room with our with our brothers and that that's th- there's a very specific kind of person that comes out of that room right yeah we, cha- we, we we were we were raised in that room right yeah i definitely think if you spend the majority of your as- adolescence trying to hide wanking that it changes you as a person for a long time <laughs> um because yeah like my older bro- <laughs> my older brother's four like i think he's four years older than me i should know that but i've got so many brothers it's hard to keep track um, and yeah, he's like, he, he was like a hardcore weeb and like day, day one weeb too. Like, I, I don't think he ever had any other passions other than, you know, world of Warcraft and anime, to be honest. And wow. yeah, like hardcore. Wow. So like he was, he never showered. He, um, he, he had the, the big, you know, waifu mouse pads and the, the waifu posters, the waifu wallpaper on his on his computer and you know he and um, you shared you shared a room with him in oh, your yeah. formative years let, let, let's just say yeah. let's just say i hid my masturbation he fucking did not he did not oh he was the, just letting it fly oh, oh dude. nobody dude oh, nobody so yeah he, he like he was very everything was very on the surface with him with anime and stuff like that so i was i was always okay I always knew about it. And like, even my, like my stepdad's a big, like Gundam dude from back in the day. So, you know, he no was shit. always, okay. so, yeah, it was kind of in the family for me. Like really it was, but um, like when it comes to first anime and like, did I know I was watching anime? Like uh, in Australia, we had a, a morning cartoon program that basically everyone of my generation watched called cheese TV. If you guys have not known, we, you know, Philip's been on our show and we have been on the Lords of Dorktown and we had to watch some of the cheese TV 
high like the real crunchy shit and oh, yeah, you know man. was it master was it master raindrop and uh elvis and the truck stoppers and elvis and the truck stoppers and the truck stoppers and the truck stoppers which arguably is the better of the two by a country mile. Like, oh, yeah. Elvis, Monster Raindrop in the top. is yeah. trash. Master Raindrop is really scary. And at least Lil Elvis and the Truck Stoppers, like, I can at least believe that if that were to air in America, that that would have been something that would have been okay. Master Raindrop, yeah, no, no. Yeah, That's no, not going to be something that would have aired. But yeah, so uh, you had Cheese TV, but you also had a family that was kind of predestined you to at some point at least get into anime so when what what was the show what was the time what finally locked you in yeah well like um and i feel bad because i've only really um subjected you to the the worst of cheese tv but like cheese tv was it was it was three shows and the 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 goat lineup for for the majority of my my childhood was pokemon in the morning followed by an episode of yep. digimon and then rounded off with dragon ball z so it was like, it was just that's like, a good, see, that's a good way to finish it out. Dragon Ball Z is always going to be a hit. You know, yeah, we all so know. The, that's, uh, but, that's great. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. So those were like the, the shows that I was like, okay, so this is, this is anime. This is, this is what it's about. But you know, I, I like, I watched those and I enjoyed those and like, I'm, I'm still a massive Pokemon fan to, to this day. And you know, DBZ is a, is a true goat. Um, and I have thoughts on Digimon, but that's for another podcast. But, um, that is for another podcast. Yeah. I think the moment or the show that really kind of locked me in was when my brother had all his super, you know, weeby friends, you know, there was a room full of fedoras and eyeliners and they were watching, they were watching OG Naruto. And I think that was like, that was a moment for me where I was like, man, this show is banging. Like, this is really good. Um, it was, I still remember the, the arc that, was like kind of the first experience I had with Naruto and it was the tuning exams arc, you know, pretty early up and in the series. Oh, what, a, what a fucking banger of an arc. Yeah, dude. Honestly. It was like, it's probably one of the best arcs, if not the best of the OG Naruto before Shippuden. Like yeah. it, it was so well written, so packed. It escalated the stakes, but never got away from the world. Mm. So for you to have that, to be the thing that turns your head and be like, what the fuck is that on TV? You're like, okay, I, I, I'll sit down and watch this. Not a bad way to not a bad way to start that. Not a bad way to start your journey. Honestly. Yeah, hundred percent. And it, it was it was it was something that, like, it had the same kind of style and look at, to it as you know those other shows I was used to your, your Pokemon's and your DBZs and whatever. But it was on another level, and it was like, yeah, as you said, it, it was so hyped. There was so much tension. There was so much well building in it, and there was so much actual story that I was just like, man, this is fucking sick. And yeah, ever since yeah, then, right, it was th- just this- like, yeah, anime was anime was the, the king. OK, and, and you know what's super funny, too, is that you almost like you fought your way past what I think to this day represents one of the most toxic, not to disparage your brothers or anything like that. But I'm, I'm going to be candid here, like the toxic top to bottom visual and social aesthetic of an anime fan Mm. it sounds like you had to subject yourself to that like the fedora wearing the eyeliner wearing like the sweaty you in in it's it's nothing against them i'm just saying that you were inundated with probably what could have been the worst of the 2000s and 2010s or the teens of anime fan and yet you found your love in there somewhere which is rather interesting a lot of people that i've interviewed actually kind of find their 
their footing in a place that seems a little bit more um, like out of nowhere. Like suddenly they watch a show that's like, you know, Death Note or suddenly they watch Dragon Ball Z. But you were Mm. inundated from day one, familial, generational. Your dad was a Gundam guy. So this is an interesting concept. So you, you found you found that you were kind of you know this was a part of your life and yet you dis- almost in spite of it found a footing where like okay maybe this anime stuff is for me yeah i like 100% and i think the the one blessing of having a super weeby brother and a super you know cringy kind of um familiar tide was that i I knew that I loved anime, but I knew what I didn't want to be. And I didn't want to be that anime guy. You know what? Like I didn't want to be that version of, of, of the, the OG weeb. So I think yeah. a long time, yeah. there was a, a long period of time where I, I didn't hide my anime, but like, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't wearing it on my sleeve. Like I wasn't, you know, following my brother as he Naruto ran through the quad at school. Um, oh no. What did your brother actually do that? hundred percent dude my brother got suspended no. for school because he brought a pair of homemade nunchaku to school and was like no did like, he really yeah no. like two pieces of bamboo with a bit of the like um chain between them and he like brought them to school to like settle a vendetta like dude like any any typical cringy weed behavior my brother did it and did it with fucking vengeance with gusto with yeah, with uh gumption with gumption yeah jeezy yeah. pete so that, that is fascinating that you found your way there so i mean mm. the, the next question kind of gets to like kind of your origins but like what would you say i guess is your favorite genre and then what was the show that locked you into that favorite genre like i know for me i would say Probably my favorite genre still remains to be isekai, even though I have Shonen Trash Brain. And the first thing that got me into that was was like Sorted Online. But mm. I found since many, many better isekai since then. But Sorted Online, I have to admit, was the one that got me introduced to like, ooh, you can be someone else in another world and reinvent yourself. That's a really cool concept. But you and I both know there's there's plenty of better isekai out there nowadays. So for you, what is your favorite genre maybe now? And then what was the show that maybe locked you into that love? Like the first one that was like, this is going to be my favorite. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting because like I started off as like, a, like as you said, like a shonen trash brain. And for the majority of my life, I was, I was a pure shonen dude. Like I only watched... I only watched battle anime. I only watched, you know, the big hyped series. I'd never really dipped my toe into, into, you know, much other genres. Like I, I did watch the Isekai. Like I, I loved Sword Art when it first came out. And, you know, yeah, I, yeah. there was a, so how, long that I was, is. yeah, there was so yeah. long that I was just shonen. Like I, um, for, for a long time, I would have, you know, told you my favorite series was Naruto. You know, I would have, you know, sung the praises of bleach and stuff like that but yeah i think i mean i think it's funny yeah i was gonna say it's funny that like nothing wrong with shonen trash brand right i feel like that shonen Hmm. is such a it's such a like a an easy way to get into the anime space it is you know it's benign it's 
uh, progressive. It gets you hooked very easily. And it also gets you familiar with a lot of the tropes. It even gets you familiar if you're talking about Bleach. I mean, there's some etchy in those shows that gets you familiar with like anime is going to have some skin. You got to deal with that, right? So like you, you, you get a lot of the entry level uh, lessons from shonen and i i don't want anyone to feel like oh i'm a shonen trash brain as like a necessarily a bad thing because that is a very common path and then a lot of people branch out from there so i i you know nothing wrong with the nothing wrong with the shonen shonen track that's a good track yeah yeah i think it's the easiest way to get into anime it's like it's like starting off enjoying sushi by only eating california rolls like it, it's like the it's the most easiest like it's the easiest entry point for, for anime wow. especially that's coming from really like a- <laughs> put that shit on a t-shirt that's a good <laughs> quote that that is like the easy the, yeah shonen anime track is like getting into sushi by eating california rolls it's easy yeah. it's benign but it gets you familiar with the concept there's nothing exactly. wrong with that yeah anyone out there is like oh man like i you know i'm only watching naruto i'm only watching bleach i'm such a casual no 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 you're you are you're getting your feet wet I respect exactly. you for that. Keep going. Keep going. I respect you for that. But yeah, 100%. when did you when did you finally break path? Yeah, so like I bounced around in 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 Shonen for a while and and hit all the big ones. Like I was a, I was a massive fan of uh, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood and stuff like that. And Ooh, you know, I, I hit okay. all the big ones, and I was I was pretty happy in that space. Like for for the longest time, I, I was really just happy with that because you know Shonen comes out, a new Shonen comes out, you know, pretty much every year, pretty much every season, to of be course. honest. Of course, and yeah, you, of course, I was super happy with that. But I think, I think when I started to like, especially when I started Dorktown and I started to engage in anime fandoms, because I was I was never one to engage in fandoms, and I still really aren't because I, I I I I don't tend to like the anime, like the the hardcore anime fandoms as a whole. I find them some of the most toxic places. I wonder why. <laughs> so bad. You, you, Shout you out literally to the, just told your fit. <laughs> Shout out to the My Hero community for still being the most toxic place on earth. Wow, that that's yeah. real facts. That's not that's not even a hot take. That's a real fact. Got to be Ex- honest. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I think I was bouncing around Shonen, and I was pretty happy with that. And I I stumbled across a series called uh, Steins Gate. It's not really. A, oh, let's fucking yeah. go, dude. And I, I fucking devoured Steins Gate. Like when I, the, the first episode, I was like, man, this is kind of slow. This is a bit weird. Like, I don't like, where's my big battles? You know, where's my power ups? Where's all that stuff. But I think the more that series went on and the more they kind of interweave the, the character development, the story development and the, the crazy nonsense. And I, I think for me, that was a really tipping point for me where I was like, okay, so maybe an anime doesn't need to be nonstop action, you know, high violence, it, it, it can do more. And that for me was a really tipping point to, to branch out and, and go on to a bunch of other stuff. And ever since then, I've, I've really changed my, my taste in anime. And it's, it's weird because the point I've ended up in now and the genre I would say I'm most obsessed with and most engaged with is a genre that I, I never really thought I would be engaged with. But like, dude, I'm a, I'm a hardcore sports anime guy now. A hardcore Let's sports go. anime. Okay interesting okay so where did that start where did that start for you what was the first one that really was like this is what i want i mean obviously haiku was was uh was a big series for me and it's it's hard to go past of it but for me i think haiku haiku is like um 
the condensed version of what a sports anime can be. It's got everything in there. It's got great character. It's it's beautifully animated. It's it takes a an underdog story and turns it up to to eleven. And you know, mm-hmm. from Haiku, I bounced to Kuroko's Basketball and a few others, but. I think yes, for me, Dragon Ball Z, Dragon Ball Z basketball. That's what that is. Yeah, I do. That's it's, it's nuts. Right. But, um, it's to me, I really, I, love it. I really found my love in the more slower paced, um, longer drawn out, um, sports series. So, you know, Ace of Diamonds is, is an all time great, you know, majors, uh, amazing. Oh, that nice. Are you a Prince of Tennis guy by, by chance? Yeah, man. Prince of Tennis is sick. Yes. Yes, um, thank you. And they had that re- they had that reboot a couple like I think like a year ago or something. Yeah. And it's it, really it, good. It was it's good. Solid. I I was I was a tennis player for about 6 years um in my youth um and uh seeing Prince of Tennis which they took the Coracle basket like concept where they like mm. someone was making a fucking like black hole with topspin. I was like, "Yes. Let's fucking yeah. go." Like that Super uh, over the that's top. the kind of thing, right? Yes, like you got a bit of I got a bit of like hype because I also knew the sport. They went a bit into the high Q level of like technicality with Prince of Tennis, mm. but they also then went like I'm about to like make a star with my backspin. I'm like Jesus Christ, like the, but all, both things hit. And I, I wanted to ask you, have you been watching Blue Lock this season? Oh, dude, like Blue Lock, I've got a reminder set on my phone for like the 20 minutes <laughs> yeah. before it comes out, just so I can spend 20 minutes, you know. Looking myself in the mirror great. and slapping my face to get ready for it. It's fucking amazing. And we've had like two amazing soccer animes this year. Ooshi in yeah, the, the earlier season and Blue Lock. And it's mm-hmm. like, like obviously they were teeing these up for the World Cup. I wouldn't be surprised if these were on the of background course, of course. two years ago. Of course. But like, yeah. and oh, I, I can't describe how good Blue Lock is because Blue Lock is... Look, okay, Blue Lock is less a sports anime and it is more of a shonen because it it's Thank you. I love Blue Lock Thank and you. it is it is missing yeah. a few key elements to make it a really good sports anime, but those elements that it's missing that doesn't make it a really good sports anime make it a fucking amazing shonen, like a truly amazing shonen. Yes, doesn't it though? And here's the thing, mm. right? Is that the what I told Ethan, I think we did uh we did an episode about like the religion of 3. We don't often do reviews of season. We do like those previews, but this season is so hype that we felt like we had to at least talk about some of these hype shows. I mean, there's like a, literally a dozen shows that are absolutely popping off. And Blue Lock they do something that most sports anime don't do in the Japanese space, and that is saying, fuck the team. You guys are here to battle until there's one of you left. There 100%. are so few sports anime that are doing that shit. So to have this cutthroat, almost tournament arc all the way through to the end of mm. the season... And, and you know, the entire premise of the anime is a mad scientist saying our soccer sucks. One of you is going to save it. And of the 300 of you, one's going to walk out of here with a career. Make it. Go make it. Yeah. They disregard the collective concept of Japanese culture and sportsmanship. And they say, fuck your fellow friends. You're going to walk out of here as a winner like one of you has yeah. to do that and that is a very new thing in sports anime and that's why i celebrate blue lock for that it is subversive in the sports anime world so i am super hyped for that show to continue i love it i love it yeah and it's it's not just that that team element that they've taken out of it that camaraderie but the the thing that and this may be a negative for me on blue lock in in a way but the thing 
the biggest difference I've seen in Blue Lock, like compared to, excuse me, other anime, uh, sports anime, is that they've taken away one of the most crucial pillars of a beautiful, moving, amazing sports anime, and that's the mentor role. Because when you look at and when you spend a lot of time engaging in sports anime, the pillar of every team is always, you know, the coach, the trainer, this this figure that is behind the scenes pushing players to to do their best in the most positive way. Like they're always looking for the best in their players. But when you change that in Blue Lock and bring in this kind of, you know, mad scientist, as you said, he doesn't give a fuck about the players. Like he just doesn't care. Yes. Thank you. He's not even a protagonistic force. He's an antagonistic no. one. He's Li- literally promoting. Yeah. He's promoting everyone to go for throats. Right. Yeah. I want you to destroy your friend. I don't care who you live with, who you train with. You only have what we only have one spot. There's one spot to leave this complex. So there's no. And and the thing is, in the middle, he forces them to make teams. So he forces teammate camaraderie. And then we both we both know every person who's listening to this knows that, like, you may make a team now, but you will have to beat them later. And I love Mm. the way they put that down, right? Because you could make a teammate out of someone. They could be your fucking guy on a team, but Mm. there is going to come a point that you will have to betray him to progress your career. And we both know that we, everyone knows that in the show, Mm. he put it up top. Like, right. He said, like, it doesn't matter what happens in this complex. You're going to have to betray everybody. So the fact that he makes them form teams is chef's kiss brilliant because they're it's, going yeah. to have to betray those people at some point. So we're watching Team Z go up, but at some point, Team Z has to turn their self on each other. It's not it, now, but it's soon. Yeah. And the, the payoff for that is going to be so beautiful because yep. there's, mm. I think it's going to do something that we've never seen before in, in, a, in a sports anime, and that is it's going to take the relationships that uh, a team has formed and the familiarity that that team knows about each other, like the weapons, their, their formula for goals, all that stuff, and actually use that as a weapon against them soon. Like it's, it, this isn't yeah. like, this isn't like a Naruto Sasuke, you know, they're going to be so familiar with each other by the end of it. They're going to be able to, you know, mirror each other in a fight and know what the next one's going to do and know all the aces up their sleeve. It's, it's, it's exactly. not going to take that long to, to, to get to that point because the, the, the pieces of the puzzle are already there. This is, you know, the characters already have the knife ready for the other players back. And that's from day dot. So yeah, blue locks fucking incredible, dude. I'm glad that you, uh, yeah. So I'm, I'm happy. I could talk to somebody about blue lock a little bit. Um, but yeah, next question I would say is we all have had this. I know Lord knows that I have had this and it's an anime drought periods in your life where you have stopped watching. Have you had anime droughts in your life and which shows brought you back from those anime droughts? This is, um, <laughs> this is quite a funny question for me because like I, uh, for, for, for the longest time, I, I don't think I ever experienced a drought. I was pretty consistent and for, for the majority wow. of my life, I'm always watching at least one show. Like there's always at least one show that's in the rotation that's anime, you know? Something's always there. Something's always there. But there was a six month period where I I didn't engage in any anime and it was for a very silly, it was, it was for a dumb reason. <laughs> but um, 
I, I would hope the listeners of this podcast let me get a little bit blue and a little bit personal on this one because um always <laughs> that's what this is for fuck we might need to edit this out at some point depends on how you feel about it but anyway let's go i got um, the i got the editing i got you <laughs> So I've been I've been with my beautiful partner now for about twelve years. We've been together for for a long time, ever since the end of our high school, and we we got married uh, at the age of like twenty one. I think we got married. Yeah, it was it was about twenty one, twenty two. Look and at you! All right, congrats. Yeah, your boys out here. <laughs> um, yeah, not not to brag, but I am taken. Shit. <laughs> Sorry, Rick. Shit. Sorry, Rick. You can still slide Damn into my it. DMs anytime, brother. I'll still swing. I, um, how do you think this interview even happened? I just slid in. No big deal. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, we were we were, we were planning on get we we're getting ready for the wedding, and you have to do this thing when you when you're getting married. We have to you know, interview celebrants, people that will officiate your wedding, especially if you're not having like a big. We're not super religious, so we didn't have like a big church wedding or anything like that. Oh, fair, fair. So we were yeah, interviewing yeah. these celebrants and there was one lady that we sat down and, you know, we we're discussing, you know, marriage and all that stuff. And she was going on and she said something that kind of wiggled its way into my brain where she said, um, the biggest compromise in a relationship or in a marriage is when someone cheats and there's many forms of cheating. And uh, the biggest one that is, is, um, ruining modern day marriages is pornography. And I was like, What? Okay. She's like, yeah, yeah. She's like, um, you know, if if a guy watches porn and he, and, he, and he jerks off to porn, that is a form of cheating, and that is what ruins most relationships is is unfaithfulness. So, oh fuck off, oh fuck <laughs> off. So she she said that, and I was like, man, well, okay. And it, for some reason, it just got into my brain. And you know, you know, sometimes when a thought just like wiggles its way in there, and you just can't get rid of it, and I was like, man, I, I can't, I can't, I can't watch porn anymore. That's fucking I, like, I don't want to cheat on my wife. I love her, but you know, so I, I decided but I, I like, also, but I also like porn. Like it's yeah, fine. It's, it's okay it's fine. to say that. <laughs> it's, it's okay. I mean, with, with moderation, of course, of course. Uh, so yeah, that, that happened and, and we got married and it was so weird for the, for the first week after we got married, I was like, man, I, I can't watch porn. But I was, I was, you know, I was like, I still had the urges. So I was like, Okay, compromise. This this doesn't work. If it's animated, doesn't count as cheating. <laughs> <laughs> For a whole six months, I, I just completely stopped watching all my favorite shows. I just stopped watching anime in general because I was watching hentai and it just fucking melted my brain for anime. So the longest drought I ever experienced was <laughs> was when I switched to hentai for six months and I just couldn't watch more. Fascinating. The show that got me back is... It's fucking super cringeworthy that this happened, but Seven Deadly Sins was coming out um, around the time, and okay. there was a hentai that featured the characters from Seven Deadly Sins. In it. I hadn't <laughs> watched the show yet, and I watched the show, and I was like, man, I kind of fucking like the vibe of these characters, man. This is pretty good. Like, this Deanne chick's fucking sick, and Meliodas seems really cool. I mean, man, maybe I'll just give this actual show a watch, and I'll just stop watching the, the hentai versions of this. And, <laughs> and I watched the show, and I was like, man... What have I been doing? Why have I been going without anime for so long just so I can watch hentai? This is crazy. So, yeah, Seven Deadly Sins Bro. brought me back. Because um, yeah, that show that's, is basically that's... just fucking hentai regularly, to it, be honest. It, I was going to say, like, it, in and of itself is kind of very etchy heavy and all that stuff. And I mean, like, it, the OG, like the first two seasons of Seven Deadly Sins. God, Dead, Seven Deadly Sins is one of the saddest stories in modern anime. 
Truly. Yeah, it's like, it truly, truly tragic. Is. Because it's like, really tragic. like the first two the first two and a half seasons is some of the best shown in gold we've had in a long time. Some really hmm. good fluid fights. The the world building chef's kiss good god it was 100%. so beautiful like we had the angels the demons we had entire factions we had mm. entire closed off villages that we had no idea that existed but we were alluded to from from day one god damn was it good and then oh and then it just oh, the animation got so bad <laughs> it's 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 comical to think back on like season four in particular like season three, season four in particular, but like the, the drop off in quality in that show when it came to animation, but not only that, when it came to writing story development, character development, like it really stalled for two seasons. I'm not going to say that we kind of let it happen without, you know, ragging on it, but we did rag on it a fair bit, but nowhere near the amount of, of harsh criticism was railed against that show for what it deserved because it took a, a masterpiece of, of Shonen made it a, an actual joke for the community for three years and then tried to win us back with, you know, a half ass kind of ending that's, it's, it's nowhere near as good or as compelling as the source material. It's, it's laughably God. slow in periods compared to how fast paced mm-hmm. and story heavy those first mm-hmm. two seasons are. And I mean, and that source material, good God, like I, I was so upset when I watched the third season, I started watching people like Nuxtaku on like on YouTube and stuff and like Mm. people who reviewed, who reviewed the lore. And I was looking like there, this, this story is fucking gold. It's brilliant. Like Bond's journey through purgatory and all of that, like every, every element, Escanor's entire arc, like all of it was just, just pure platinum. And we had to be subjected to one of, I would argue the worst adaptations. And I say that it's not the worst adaptation of a show I've ever seen, but given how quality the source material was, the disparity between how good versus how bad the adaptation was against how good the source material was, was just astronomical. And I was so sad, like, cause I was so hyped. Yeah. Those, those, the source material and the, the anime adaptation exists on two separate planets when it comes to the distance yep. between them, yep. because the, 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 there's, there's a galaxy of, of shit between them, to be honest, because yeah, I, I loved the source material and still have, it's one of the only uh, manga series that I've, I've reread from start to finish because of how much I enjoyed that source material, but also how angry I was at the adaptation about it because it was, it was, just garbage. And it's, it's something that I think yeah. the anime community has, has learned from. Like, I think it was a lesson that we needed to learn early on that we, that we can't stand by shitty adaptations and we can't like, and yeah, I'm not, I'm not one to say that, you know, animators should be working 40 hour days and you know, the, the crunch and all that. Of shit. Course. But like we, <laughs> wait, we wait, can't. 40 hour, 40 hour days. Holy yeah, shit. Man. If they're working 40 hour days, holy shit. I assume they're that defying all, time. <laughs> yeah. I assume that all, you know, animation studios in, in Japan have some sort of Steins Gate ish time travel where they're just sending scripts back to the past so they can be reread and then <laughs> sending, you know, animation cells back through microwaves to be, to be redone. 
Um, They're just making them relive <laughs> the same Monday like twice just yep. to make sure they get double the work in. Fuck that. Yeah. But that's that's what's if like, that's not happening. Like please explain how good One Piece is. If, if that is not happening, please <laughs> try to explain in a normal way how they can keep the quality of One Piece so good. It, it's not possible. Oda is either a time traveler or he has the keys to the universe and he traverses it like some sort of fucking god amongst us. There, there is no possible way other than time travel or space manipulation that one piece is still as good as it is it's not possible you don't get possible you don't get you don't get nearly 1100 episodes of gold without the ability to manipulate time that's just how it is that's just how that's how that happens we you and i are both in the same camp he's doing some stygate shit that's what's happening right now either that or he has sold his soul to the devil and or sacrificing children at an altar of some description. Like there is black magic is involved in the development of one piece. And you will, have, <laughs> there is no way you can change my mind on that. It's not possible. The, it's, everyone it's not possible. knows one, one banger shown in arc is worth the, the soul of one child. Everyone exactly. knows that is the equivalent exchange here that yep. the sacrificial lamb of one child is how you get a world renowned arc and that's just how it is that's just that, is, and i think oda has knowledge. made a con knowledge yeah everyone yeah yeah yeah. and, and oda's made the contract with the right devil to do so it's very chainsaw man-esque he has a contract with the anime devil and that's just how it is mm-hmm. that's just how that's how I it's mean, going on so i assume I you guys that. have <laughs> covered covered this in in a weebology class about how anime is made and that's through deals with the devil and selling your soul and children's sacrifice i mean that's just common knowledge these yeah days. that one we're still writing that one. We're still writing yeah, nice. it because we're we're watching we're watching Oda's cre- uh, career with great interest to make sure that we have uh, yep. all of the information. Let's 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 fast forward in time to the now to the present, okay, yep. and I want to I, I want to know that where do you gravitate towards in terms of genres and uh, what shows do you think are kind of like your poster children for the shows or the genres that you care about right now the 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 genres that honestly will turn your head and get you to pay attention because everyone knows that we all of our journeys right now i'm yep. uh you know mean uh, ethan has gotten me to go down this more rom-com this romantic uh slice of life route and i'm learning about a lot of the classics there so you know our anime journeys change us so where in this present day do you find yourself sitting in certain genres and what do you think would you be your favorite shows in the genres that you would care about today i mean it's such a it's such an interesting question because i would say that right now i'm i'm not gravitating towards any particular genre i'm more gravitating towards the the people who I find interesting and the people who I engage with in the anime community as to what they're engaged with, I find it because like, and, and my my wife makes this joke all the time, and so do most of my friends. Is that I've got, <laughs> I've got bad taste. Like I, I just genuinely have bad taste. I mean, my favorite movie for you've the longest always, time. You've you've always hold on one second. You've always celebrated that fact about yourself. You you hundred percent been very. 100%. You've always been very uh, verbal and public about that. You not only have bad taste, but you like living in what would be generally considered bad taste, which. I would say that's there's some truth to that. <laughs> uh, yeah, hundred percent. I mean, some some people yeah. prefer to spend their days, you know, uh, basking in in good company and you know hanging out in the beautiful sunlight. I I, I just like rooting around through the through the dump. You know, I just like being in the trash. Fuck it's, yeah. it's just 
It's where Fuck I exist. Yeah. It's where I shine. I mean, if I'm the the hottest person in the trash pile, I'm the hottest person in the trash pile. You know what I mean? Like that. That's just how <laughs> I live my life. I like to be little the fish in a exactly man. Yeah, Big fish little... in a little pond. That is that is my life. There that's my motto. Right there. Why, why would you want yeah. to be anything else? The big ocean's scary. I'm standing in my little pond and I'm just gonna <laughs> fucking bully these little fish. That's how I live my life. Love it. But yeah, like I've I've got trash taste and um trash opinions, and that's that's just who I am, and I've accepted that. So I. I'm always concerned when I'm gravitating towards a show by myself. Like if I'm the one that's being like, man, this show looks sick. And I haven't heard anyone else. I'm like, Oh no, <laughs> what's, what's happening? What's happening oh, this, here? Is, this is the signal right here. This is it yeah. right here. <laughs> this is, this is the, the bat signal in the air for, for something garbage. Like I'm like, okay, something's happening here. But um, <laughs> I, I, cause yeah, I think for me, whatever, what's going to make me gravitate towards a show other than my own interest. If I hear, People that I respect, like you and Ricky and, you know, a few other podcasts that I listen to about anime, if, if, if I know they're popping off on a show, I'm like, okay, if these guys say that this is quality, I'm going to get into it and I'm really going to enjoy it. Because, yeah, like, like with you, I, I've never really been into slice of life rom-coms and stuff like that. And I heard, I can't remember who said it, but someone was uh, singing the praise of Hori Mia. And I was like, man, I don't want to watch a rom-com. I don't fucking care. That like, might have been Ethan. That might have been Ethan. Or Danny. Been, yeah. Danny on animes. Yeah. It, that or Danny on Anime Summit might have been might have been the person on that one. Yeah, it could have um, been Anime Summit. Yeah, but um, yeah, they, they were going off about it, and I was like, oh, okay, you know, um, I'll I'll go against my judgment because in in personal knowledge, my judgment's usually wrong, and I'll check it out. And I fucking <laughs> loved it, man. It's it's so wholesome. It's so Isn't great. It the, the characters are so good. Yeah. It's dude. It's the equivalent of like a, a hot chocolate on a rainy day. Like it just it's so satisfying. It's so nourishing. It's so, yeah, cozy. I think it may, it's like a it's like a blanket and you just like exactly put it on and you're just like, yes, it feels good. I feel so like. my 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 gravitation towards a genre or a show is really dependent on the the guidance of people with better taste than me is what I would say. Like, I, I, <laughs> I, I'm dependent on 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 people who have actual good taste to to guide me. And it's good, man. Dude, I'm just I'm just a fucking I'm a boat without an engine floating down the river, just waiting for the next current to take me where I need to go. You know, I'm completely directionless. I'm just waiting for for person with enough wind between beneath them to blow my sails towards the harbor of amazement. What a beautiful, what a beautiful analogy. I mean, mm. and if, if nothing else, like I, I don't think that is extremely uncommon. I, I feel as though um, mm. we are living in a world where, put it this way. I don't know if you guys in Australia ever had the store Hot Topic. Uh, we, we had our in, equivalent, in America. Yeah. yeah, you had your equivalent, right? In a yeah. lot of our malls, we had like our Hot Topics back when I was growing up. Those have been entirely replaced by a store called Box Lunch. And Box Lunch is essentially if you had Hot Topic, but it was entirely anime. Like nice. entirely. Yes, we have something like that now. And the the one I would go in there, I bought a um a high Q like volleyball almost like a jersey looking hoodie and that store was fucking packed. It was fucking packed. And I I thought to myself, well goddamn, people out here really give a shit about anime. And that was the same year, it was 2020 that I was partying at a friend's house and we, it was during Halloween and 
you know, kids would come to the door. I thought I saw maybe 20, 25 anime costumes. I someone mm. saw someone dressed in not just full costume, but full makeup, an eight-year-old as the female Titan. Are wow. you fucking kidding me? Are you Those, fucking kidding me? And not just, yeah. Are you kidding? That's, um, like that. you, did you call <laughs> Child Protective Services on their parents? Because <laughs> an eight-year-old, <laughs> you, an eight-year-old yeah. watching Attack on Titan is going to commit war crimes at some point in their life that that's just an inevitability you're just creating genocidal children who the fuck is letting their kids watch season one of attack on titan are you fucking kidding me like i've I've got i've got little kids yeah i like i've I've got little kids like i've got i've got an eight-year-old and a four-year-old and like I've, I've from day one, I'm like, yeah, you guys watch an anime. There's no way it's not happening. The, mm-hmm. I'm not going to be mm-hmm. like the, this generational line of weebs is not ending with me. Like I'm, I'm keeping the family tradition alive. And perfect. There, there's certain shows that like, like I'm not watching them watch Attack on Titan. That's psycho behavior. Um, but there, there are certain <laughs> animes where I'm like, yeah, you, you of course can watch this. Like the, I'm, I'm not going to stop you from watching a show that I think objectively is fantastic. And yeah, it might be a touch violent. I mean, not like attack on Titan levels of violence, but you know, like my kids have watched a bit of demon slayer and, and loved it. Oh, you know, interesting. um, okay. yeah, I can't think of like, they've watched all the, the, the classics and stuff like that. And oh, like, I think my eight year olds watched probably all of Naruto and Shippuden. That's probably too much screen time That's to cool. have for a child. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you think about the hours, the yeah, sheer fuck. hours. It's just like, oh no. Okay, yeah. but I mean, like, I I saw like at least a dozen My Hero Academia costumes mm. as well. I yeah. saw like four Mount Ladies. I saw like four Deku's. It was wild. But where I'm going with this is the fact that we are no longer in an era where anime is kind of this sheltered subculture element. You have it living in the mainstream. That's where you kind of have that. And is any kind of popular content for you not dictated by the cohorts around you right you're you all these kids come to school like yo did you check out that newest season of like jujutsu kaisen yo did you check out that newest my hero academia episode everyone is a boat without an engine all these kids are boats without a sail just waiting for a current so i feel as though because of the wind behind the sails of anime does it dictate all of these other budding anime fans? So for you to say that I'm kind of a guy with trash taste because I've been around this for a while, but I'm just kind of waiting around for someone to tell me what the next best thing is. Isn't that what everyone's doing nowadays? Because it's so mainstream, you're kind of yeah. following. You're kind of following that, right? Yeah, I, I think so. I think I think you're right. But there's also like when, when I, yeah, it, it's difficult because as much as I am just a, a pure, a slave to, to what everyone else is talking about. And I, I want to be a part of, you know, the, the, the scene and the culture around anime. And I, I want to be engaging in all these shows. There are still, there are still shows and there are still series that I don't hear anyone talking about that I've really enjoyed that kind of break through that, that, that format of, you know, only going towards what I hear other people recommend and stuff like that. There are, there are outliers that I've, you know, I've, I've ripped down the sail and started paddling the boat to myself to, to board an, an, an unsure shore. Um, <laughs> I'm which I think is what fucking anime. If it kills yeah, me, exactly. I'm doing it. I think yeah. that's the, the beauty of anime because yeah, you can be so 
going with the flow with everyone and watching all the hype shows and staying on all the seasonals and, you know, binging all the stuff that you want to binge and that everyone's talking about. But there are shows that exist on the outcrops that I think people like myself who, who, um, you know, subscribe to the, the trash taste mentality will still be drawn to, even if they're not hearing people talk about it. And I think that's the beauty of anime because anime as a, like, um, you know, in contrast to, to Western television and movies and stuff like that, it branches off in, in a billion different directions. There's a billion different things. Yes. Like if you're, if you're, yes. if you're a guy who just likes, you know, yeah. fantasy shows, like you're just going to watch the fantasy shows that everyone's going to watch. You know, you're going to watch the Lord of the Rings show, even though it was bad. You're going to watch Game of Thrones. You're going to watch House bad. of Dragon. You're going to, you're going to watch all those that, stuff uh, because eventually there's, there's House not of- enough fantasy shows to watch. I will say House of the Dragon actually was a slapper. House I was of a Dragon very was big fucking amazing. Of, it, was, it was great, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Matt Smith made me made me Ooh. rock hard from day one. Day one. Let's like, go. Just, yes. Are you kidding me? He like sold the, that. He sold that character. It was so good. Oh, so dude. well done. Uh, yeah. He, uh, he made he made it work. So, I mean, I don't know. I, I to your point. I think that just speaks to the anime landscape as it's uh, as it is right now in 2022. Whatever genre you give a shit about, there is something for you. There literally, there's literally something that's come out in the last two years that will get your rocks hard. Like it's not, it's not even like, yeah, yeah. I mean, and that's that's my biggest argument to people who say that they don't like anime is that you just haven't found the one yet. It's, it's like you can't disregard anime as a, an entire genre just because you haven't enjoyed what you've seen. It's just you haven't seen the right show. Like my wife is, is like I wouldn't say she's an anime fiend. Like she, she watches anime, but she, she really loved Naruto when she was growing up and she devoured that and stuff like that. But she, and she liked Death Note and, and things like that. But for the longest time, especially early in our relationship, she wasn't super into anime. And then, you know, Attack on Titan rolled around and she has become like, she's been obsessed with Attack on Titan ever since. So I think my argument for people who don't like, or who say they don't like anime is that you just haven't experienced the right one. You know, that's why I have, it's the same argument I have for, for guys who say that they're completely straight. I'm like, dude, you just haven't seen the right dick. Like there there was a dick out there that will, You know, there's a dick out there for every dude that will make us question our sexuality. That's just how it is. Fucking and anime is the exact right, same dude. way. You know, anime is the exact it's same amazing. way. So this is, this is the big brain play because I've led you into the question I did not tell you about before we started this. And it would be the final question. If you had to give an anime rec to two types of fans... One is a brand mm. new anime fan. Maybe they are nerd adjacent. This human being, this uh, hypothetical human being is nerd adjacent. They've watched all the Marvels. They're into superheroes. They're into the sci-fi shit, but they've never watched anime. And then there is the anime rec for the hardcore anime fan. I would like you to try to produce a recommendation for both. So we can give the brand new anime fans something to get their feet wet and the veteran anime fans, something that maybe they have to paddle towards, so to speak. Mm, that's okay. So for oh, that take, is take your, take your time. Mm, I can edit this shit. No big deal. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's a good question because it's hard to recommend 
anime for hardcore anime fans because you never want to be the guy who goes to an anime fan like, dude, have you heard about this Jujutsu Kaisen? Like, it's pretty amazing because exactly. they're just going to roll their eyes and be like, oh, yeah, can't. I saw, I saw the greatest that's, that's fucking shonen that came out last year. Um, that's why I asked. So for, for hardcore fans, I think there's a series that went under the radar or at least went under the radar in the circles I run in that is, is something truly... I, I think it's something truly special. I, I, I devoured the, the show when I watched it and I think it's been slept on by a, a large portion of the community, mainly because it has a, a really bad CGI in the first episode. Um, but Golden Uh-oh. Kamui is is one of the Whoa. most fantastic. Golden Kamui is one of the... Uh, and look, I know I'm coming from a professor's perspective, but like, do you really feel that Golden Kamui has been kind of slept on? By the, considering, by the larger anime community? Considering that season three and four, like, or every season, it's consistently one of, A, the funniest shows that's coming out, B, <laughs> yeah, the most, yeah. like, has some of the best storytelling in, in anime. It also has a some of the best food in anime, which is crazy to think oh, about because it has some of the greatest food scenes in, in all of anime. It's fucking incredible. Like, honestly, anyone who's watched Food Wars, like, knows how food can be animated. Shit, even Spirited Away, like, knows how yep. food can be animated. Golden Kamui might take the cake for one of the best I think it does. Food I, I really animated think it does. scenes. Yes. Because it's and it's taking a look at food from a traditional point of view, and it's we're seeing stuff that we wouldn't see stuff like see normally through throughout like anime food. Um, but yeah, I 100%. think I think Golden Kamui is way slept on. And look, look, I know people out there probably see it, have seen it, and enjoyed it. But I think my big thing with Golden Kamui is that it is nowhere near as popular as talked about and as goated as it should be golden Kamui should be in the conversation when we're talking about the greatest anime of all time and i think it's denied from that conversation because like 60 percent of the people watched it watched episode one saw a bad cgi bear and were like yeah i'm not watching this and i think maybe it's not as underrated as i'm thinking it is but for me i never hear it getting the praise that it should get and all the the it should it should be up there in the conversation with with your Naruto's with your Bleachers with your One Pieces it it should be up there with those shows because it has like One Piece for example Oda is always touted as being the goat of foreshadowing he he sets up storylines oh, that pay off so much here longer we go. Golden yeah, Kamui has done things with characters and storylines that were set into motion well before the show started, the payoff is well late in the season and the sprinkle of information that has been dropped throughout the series that leads you to the realisation that, you know, certain characters have been manipulating certain other characters for, from day dot. It, it's beautiful. And it, sh- it should be in the conversation when we're talking about the greatest anime of all time. It should be it should have that goat status and it does for me. And that, that's for me why I recommend that to, to anime fans because they may Here's, have watched it, but they haven't given it the time that it needs because it is, it is a rewatch show. It is a show that you should be watching yeah. consistently every couple of years because yeah. you need to be reminded of exactly how good it is. So here's why I like that. It's kind of a veteran pick as well, because 
a it's it's something that like I might actually would have given that pick for the brand new anime fan because the approachability of Golden Kamui, it's hmm. not over the top. It's very subdued in the storytelling. The art is fucking beautiful. Like looking hmm. at it, there there are scenes that are very, very serene it's very even the, the food scenes i mean like it's very mm. approachable everyone can understand when 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 it uh you know everyone's cooking for each other and there's just like that that camaraderie in those real quiet serene moments i think in like yeah. season two they had they had a couple scenes where it's just like beautiful landscape they're just like they're they're with the group they're just like hanging out it's very mm. kind it's very yeah i, I just think there's a pro there's an approachability to golden kamui that is that I think would actually also work for the brand new anime fan. Like there's the commons, the Vinland sagas and all that. Like, Oh, this feels like mm. game of Thrones. Ooh. But like golden Kamui is just, uh, there's a bit of extras there, but at the same time, I feel as though the story, the characters, everything feels so human and the animation really full sends. I, I think for a brand new anime fan, the the animation to get every little human nuance the the little expressions yeah. and stuff like that really sells for a new anime fan that they can relate to that and i feel golden comedy could maybe could maybe fit both camps so i i think I like it does that too yeah. for veterans yeah for, yeah for veterans i think that's a really interesting pick because i i think to your point it definitely gets buried under it, it the really hype does shows. it right. really does yeah. and it, 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 yeah. it's it's existed on the fringes for for a long time and like yeah i know it, it is it is a popular show but i just don't think anime mm. fans give it the time of day it really requires but for new fans because that uh, yes oh, no. for, I, I will say one one thing real quick is that to your point to exactly your point that they don't have the time of day the the veteran anime fan is watching what is hype so they can join the conversation every season, right? They have to watch mm. the Chainsaw Mans. They have to watch the Mob Psychos. They have to watch the Bleach Thousand Year Blood War. They have to watch all that mm. to stay in the conversation. So they're going to miss the Golden Kamuis. They're going to miss yeah. all that shit. And it's not that it's not good. It's just other things are talked about. And veteran anime fans are going to follow a lot of what is talked about right now. And especially a season as potent as this, as we're ending right now. Good yeah. Lord, got Golden Kamuis not in that conversation. At least 12 other shows are. So to your point, I 100% love your pick for veterans because I think Golden Kamui for a veteran anime fan is going to respect the shit out of Golden Kamui as a as a piece of work, as a piece of art. It's gonna 100%. be not so heavy handed as like to your eternity, but it's it's no, up there. No. It's 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 very artistic. And I love the idea of that. So yes, love the pick. I want to hear your brand new anime fan thing. Okay, so for brand new anime fans, it's it's tricky because you don't want to recommend you don't want to recommend a show that is hyper anime right you want to you want to wet their toes a little bit you know you don't want to just plunge them into the yes. deep pool and be like you know sink or swim motherfucker mm -hmm. um but there is a show <laughs> there is a show that came out a few years ago that i think is just enough anime to be anime but also tells such an engaging and deep story about you know the the core of all anime and that's you know human beings human beings well not humans but like human relationships exist at the core of all animes oh wait i got my finger on one show i'm gonna i'm gonna be totally honest with you i'm gonna freak out if you say it but if you don't i'll be okay all right finger on the show what is your recommendation my show is tokyo 24th ward ah 
Well, one, I love that show. I love that show. But I thought you were going to say Odd Taxi for a second. <laughs> oh, Odd Taxi is fantastic. But I feel like you have to be the certain kind of person to enjoy Odd Taxi. Like I really yeah. loved Odd Taxi. Yeah. yeah. But I have, I have, I'm very cautious to recommend it to people because it's. Yeah, it's 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 something else. Odd Taxi, Odd Taxi, and Sunny Boy are two shows that I love very dearly. Sunny Boy, but I'm, I'm always super hesitant yeah. to um to suggest it to people because you have to be in a certain mindset to engage with those series. And yeah, but we we can talk about Sunny Boy and Odd Taxi another time because Tokyo Twenty Fourth Ward sure. is it's one of these series that I I didn't hear people talking about. I wasn't super you know aware of anyone who was you know hyping this show up but it is at at its core it is about a group of people coming to terms with their relationships between each other and their relationships with other characters in the show set in a kind of sci-fi world with you know kind of superpowers and stuff like that there's a lot of anime-ish stuff going on but at the end but of the day, the front it runner. Is, it's never the front. It's never the front of what's going on here, right? It's a, no, it, no. This is a character drama. Yeah, and and it it's so good because all three main characters have completely separate, completely individual goals and responsibilities and desires they want to achieve, but all three of their goals are heading towards the same destination. It's three trains on three separate tracks that are going to pull into the same station, but their journeys are all going to be different on the way there. And the contrast between how those characters interpret the events that happen to them and around them is what makes Tokyo 24th Ward. One of those shows that will always live rent free in my head because the story it tells and the characters that develop along the way is it's just amazing. I, I truly do love that show. If you were to suggest something like a Tokyo 24th Ward, one, that is the most wild pick I would have ever guessed. But honestly, as you just explained it, like it makes a lot of sense to me. Like that's actually really, really a, a, a great pick for brand new anime fans, because while it does exhibit a lot of the tropes that you and I and Ethan and all the anime fans that we talk to all the time, all have been inundated with and like understand this gets their feet wet with all of that without focusing on it, which is great. Yeah. Like it really does focus on three character dramas all at the same time. And 100%. I think to myself, shit, what about Jarara? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, like I think about good. it. It's all taking place. It's like four or five separate storylines of really good character dramas. There's obviously mm. supernatural in it. There's obviously like some uh, anime tropes therein, but because the setting is so tight, the characters so intertwined, the stories so real to a human experience that even though the supernatural is around you, it, it's, it's a background piece. At the yeah, end of the yeah, day, yeah. for a brand new anime fan, they're just looking at the the interactions of the characters, which are very, very genuine. And the tw- the Tokyo Twenty Fourth Ward suggestion is basically that mm. is basically yeah. like from a character perspective, it's basically the same kind of camp, right? It's yeah, a yeah, good yeah. character drama, but you have multiple storylines going on, and they all feel so rewarding when you kind of complete the whole story for everybody. And I love 100%, that. That's a really 100%. good. That's a really good pick. Oh, thank Not you. Not bad. I mean, for a man with trash taste, every now and again, I manage to fish out a golden nugget within my fucking pile of garbage that I enjoy. And what a nugget you fished. Mm. So 
I think that will do it for us today. Uh, Philip, thank you so much for coming on. This is such a fun hour that we had of chatting. <laughs> I, I said hour and I will cut some of this out for sure because we made some I jokes that probably shouldn't make it. <laughs> cutting room floor, this will be a solid 40. Solid 40, maybe 45. It'll be a solid 40. Yes, I'll make it a solid 40 <laughs> to 45. But to give it a little bit of that 45 after the 40, would you like to plug anything? Oh, sure. Listeners of Weebology Podcast, if you if you have enjoyed anything that has come out of my disgusting face hole during this hour, I do two other podcasts. I do What's Your Obsession, which is a non-anime podcast. It's just kind of me and my best friend talking and just yarning. And I honestly don't know what that podcast is anymore. It's just fun to do. So that's why we keep doing it. And I also do Lords of Dorktown, which is a podcast all about anime cartoons and video games. And yeah, it's honestly just me giving my trash opinions on the trash shit I enjoy and I I enjoy it very much. And if you feel like you want a bit of Australian flair to your anime discussions, uh, head over and check that out. That is Lords of Dorktown on all podcast streaming platforms and all that nonsense. Yes, I will link all of the episodes that me... Ethan and Philip have done together in this particular episode because those were super fun. I think we the last time we talked was on Tokyo Revengers, maybe. Mm, and yeah, I know I how much so. you love that show. <laughs> oh, so good, man. I still dream about Draken like twice a week. Like, I know fucking you do, fucking man. do. I know you fucking do. Love him so you much. were so hot for him. <laughs> but yeah, go listen to Wars of Dorktown. It's one of the few shows that I still prescribe to in the anime space in the podcast world. And uh just because it's so damn fun. Um, but, uh, yes, after this, we'll be hopping over to Saint, our other interview for this episode. But, uh, thank you, Philip, so much. Uh, thank you, Ricky. Thank you, Ricky. We'll be signing out with, uh, cause this is the midway through the episode. We can say whatever the hell we want right here. If Oda did uh, make a deal with the devil, um, leave me out of it. I'm, I'm, I'm just happy to engage with your content. I don't need to be the next. You're already, lamb. you're already tied in, dude. You're already tied Damn in. Damn it. Dude. You're you're part of it. You're part of it. (laughs) Damn it. We got a long time, I would argue, day one -er of the Weepology podcast. Probably the first student to sit in (laughs) our seats in this classroom. It is Saint. Hello. One of the firsts. Yes. How are you doing, my dude? Good, good. I I don't know about the first i'm not really day one i will give props to sam and anime stomach because they got me into you guys but oh, definitely early there, on you you were one of the day oneers i wouldn't say the the day one yeah but at I least the day one <laughs> yes fair enough so how are your uh, how are your holidays dude i mean we're, uh, we're, we're recording on the back half of thanksgiving which is a very american thing and i yeah. say that only because i just you know i just talked to uh, Philip from Lord to Dorktown, who is in Australia and doesn't give a fuck about Thanksgiving. So <laughs> that's yeah. how it be. Yeah. <laughs> Thanksgiving isn't really my cup of tea, per se. I'm more of a is Christmas Halloween guy. No, I just don't like the food, to be honest. Like pumpkin pie is good, but that's You're about not a it. turkey guy. Yeah. I think that's no. what it is, right? Okay. Yeah. I like, I like the Christmas hams, you know? Mm. <clears throat> but You're yeah. a pork man. You're a yeah, pork man. Yeah. I get you. I get you. But the, so yeah. you you know exactly what we're doing here. We're 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 doing a project that I'm currently kind of trying to expand to all of the fans and the students where I want to know your origin story. I want to see what you got uh to to tell 
new and old fan uh, like anime fans alike. I want to see where you started. So mm-hmm. it only makes sense that we start at the beginning. Well, I think uh, I've thought about this and I'm pretty sure that most people born between like 95 and like 05 have like the same origin story when it comes to being a kid. I know. I it's Toonami. It's Cartoon Network. It's Dragon Ball Z Kai. You know, it's Pokemon, yep. Yu-Gi-Oh. You know, the, yeah. the real mainstays of the series. So that that does bring my first question. When was the first time that you watched anime and did you actually know, looking back, that you were watching anime at the time? So, definitely not. Definitely back when I'm like five, you know, still in diapers. <laughs> I don't know. When do you stop yeah. wearing diapers? I don't know. You know, when you're that young, you're just like, oh, it's this cartoon. You're not thinking, I'm sub or dub, you know. It's just, you know, you're watching Ash, Catch, Pikachu, Catch, all these Squirtles, Squirtle Squad, you know. Squirtle Squad. And it's like, you're just enjoying the show. You're not thinking if it's anime or cartoons. It's just a cartoon at that point. Okay, but fair enough. Did you recognize at least it was a little different? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, probably not Pokemon, per se, because, you know, they replaced, like, Broadcaster's Jelly Donut, you know? <laughs> these it's, are good cheeseburgers. Yeah. These are great hot, <laughs> these are great jelly donuts. Exactly. Yeah. They so, didn't tell me it was onaguri. Like I, I, I want to yeah. know the rice balls. <laughs> yeah, it's a when, rice when, I'm a, ball. when I'm a 30 year old fucking weeb, I want to know that the rice balls. But when I'm like an eight year old, I'm like, yeah, these are jelly fucking great donuts. Jelly donuts. <laughs> yeah. yeah, these are great. A rice ball filled with jelly, fucking delicious. <laughs> Whoever thought yeah. of that. Oh, God. Um, but yeah, no, I think definitely not with Pokemon or like Yu-Gi-Oh. Like they were interesting and more different you could tell but you would still assume they were like camp laszlo or something you know camp um, fuck it you brought a new <laughs> memory that i had in my old brain yeah oh i haven't thought about camp laszlo in a hot minute yeah Good a lot Lord. of people don't it's really underrated honestly great show honestly it is it's a pretty it's a pretty fire show ahead of its time but i would say <laughs> definitely like Dragon Ball Z Kai, you can definitely tell when they're powering up and you have yep. like this alien dude and you know the hair changes color like that. That is very unique to anime, I would say. It's very different from Western cartoons too. You can watch yeah. all Western cartoons all day, even like something like Teen Titans, but you don't oh, see I love shit. Teen Titans. Who don't like not Teen Titans Go? Let's let's put that one aside. But the OG yeah. Teen Titans, right? But Raven, you don't yeah. see. Yeah. Oh, oh you were talking about Raven real Raven's quick. Raven's a bad Oh, I got you. Yeah. But but you don't see shit like you do in Dragon Ball Z, right? Even in anime adjacent shows in the Western medium like Teen Titans, you don't see the kind of shit you see in like Dragon Ball Z, Dragon Ball Kai. You just don't see it. Yeah, no, definitely not. Uh, yeah. And Kai is just like the better version, in my opinion, because it cuts out all the needless BS and also just kind of heightens the animation quality. It's so much better. Can we Can we talk about how wild it is that Dragon Ball Kai exists because even the people that that made Dragon Ball Z recognize that there was a lot of superfluous bullshit that was in Dragon Ball Z that they were like, yeah, we can cut this out and make it. We we know that the thing that everyone loves is still full of random bullshit that we yeah. can cut out and make it more streamlined for everyone to get in. Right. Yeah. Like they had a, an episode where they go shopping and stuff. It's yeah, like right, no right. one wants to see this. <laughs> 
No one wants to see that. Where see is Goku my next transformation? Yeah, exactly. Yes. I want to walk fucking Goku whoop that alien ass, man. But yeah, no, definitely. I definitely did not know his anime. Like you could tell it was different when you're that age, but you're just, you're not thinking that there's differences in the mediums. You don't, but I guess that that begs the second part of this question, right? When okay. was the first time that you knew you were watching anime where you knew that like, okay, I'm sitting down, I was told or I'm aware that this is an anime <laughs> and I'm watching it and like, okay, this is for me. It, it's actually funny because I kind of remember <laughs> the year because I oh, the year. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because I, uh, so I would watch anime like off and on throughout my life. Yeah. And uh I would say I really got into it the summer before I got into high school. So this is like twenty fourteen. Fuck, I nearly <laughs> yeah, graduated I'm young. from college then. <laughs> I'm a young Jeezy Pete. Well I mean we we've had a range of ages on this show. We've had someone who's we have had two people who've already started families. We've had someone who is probably around your age. So I mean like we are it's a whole range so yeah. 2014 that's oh, the year yeah summer the summer like right the after summer. eighth grade okay. like summer off school i i remember i had moved out of my apartment and moved in with my grandfather and uh, i had nothing to do because we live out in the country and i was bored and so i just decided to watch uh i believe it was i don't remember if it I want to say it was Naruto. I guess I had the nostalgia in okay. me, and I was like, I want to watch all of Naruto. And I, okay. I, I sat right. in my bedroom and just binged it. The entire, okay. the, all the filler of original Naruto. Yeah. Ooh, you sucked it all down. Yep. You were just like, give me everything. <laughs> I didn't everything. watch Shippuden, but I watched all of OG Naruto. Even the Not a bad place to start. Filler. Not yeah. a bad place to start. That was actually uh, uh, <clears throat> Philip who came before you. That was his first thing. You yeah. should, when this episode comes out, listen to his story. His story is fucking wild, but it, his also end, like started with Naruto. Like his personal journey started with oh, Naruto. Oh, really? Yes. Like, like even in Australia, Naruto was prevalent. I, yeah, it, uh, it's, it's a mainstay for sure. Like you can't be in the anime sphere without knowing at least what Naruto is. One of the big threes, at least, for sure. Oh, right? yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. It, it sold as much as One Piece and Bleak in the early 2000s. Like, it it was big. Like, even today, like, you still see people wearing the Naruto headbands or talking about Taki and Kakashi and, you know, all these mainstay characters. One of these, one of the new things that is on YouTube shorts and TikToks that I'm actually super into mm-hmm. is people will, they, they have this thing where they'll be, have, like, Speed, strength, chakra, eyes, IQ, durability. Oh, they you saw, yeah. They won't compare them. They'll have a randomizer, and they'll say we have to beat this character. And then every randomizer oh. after that, they pick each character, and they have to slot them into one of the things. So, like oh. Tsunade. Okay, I have to put the her in durability, and the next one will be like oh. uh, Kisame. I have to put him in strength okay itachi i have to put him in iq they're okay. building an anime naruto character to beat the person they have to beat. oh that's sick. so they can take the they, they can't take the best of everybody they get it's randomized so you yeah, have pick. to slot them into one of those categories yeah and take pieces. their yeah they have to take okay i gotta take 
shit. If you're and if you're at the end and the only thing you have is strength and you get, I don't know, Eno, you're like, all right, shit, I gotta take her strength. Yeah. So it's all ra- it's all randomized. Oh, you gotta slot them in. That's was, one of the fun Yeah, it's fun, right? It's it's I oh, might do yeah. that for a th- I might do that for a sidebar. That, that seems that like a fun thing. I've seen a lot of is anime gauntlets, which is where they have like, you know, like five really strong characters and diff- from different anime. And then they pick a random person and they ask like, oh, how far do you think they'll get? Like how many levels through the gauntlet? Oh, That's what I've seen a lot of people. That's do. cool. I think I did. I think I did see it, but I passed it up. But I, I like Naruto as people's first because I do think it really gets your feet wet with like a lot of like the very standard anime tropes, right? Yeah. You got the shonen shit. You got a little etchy shit. You got Tsunade in the mix, big <laughs> energy, no big deal. Opai is truth. And you got like, you, you get what the anime landscape is with one of these big long form shonen. So for yours to be Naruto is your first, not a big, not, not a bad pick. So not a bad pick at a all. A bit of disclaimer. I don't technically count it as my first, to be honest. Oh, I kind of okay. as like my first gateway, but I'm like, if you want like deep in the sauce stuff, where it's like, I oh. want, I want deep in the sauce stuff. Where so, did you start? Where do you think your weeb journey started? Yeah, well, yeah, that, yeah, exactly. That's the perfect yeah, question. Right, right. I, right. it's still in my top ten to this day because I cannot remove it because it's literally my first. It is darker than black. Darker than black was that, your first in the weeb. Ger- that was not my first deep pick. dive. Yeah, not a bad pick. Because <laughs> darker than black is fun. It's, it's a fun show. It's great how I got it though. Because <laughs> I oh okay. So I uh, I remember I finished all of Naruto because we had moved out of my grandfather's that summer and okay. uh, I remember I finished all of Naruto. I was like, man, I don't know what to watch next. I kind of want to watch some more anime though. You're a lost weeb looking for and, an island in a sea of bullshit. You're yeah. Just like, what do I grab next? What do, what do I want? Yeah. This is before I had Mal or any of that stuff to keep track, and so I had like a little notepad where I would write down all my anime that I'd seen. And I, uh, I, you know, when you're a freshman in high school, you're usually pretty young and edgy. You are an analog anime fan. You are analog maling right now. You're, you're literally yeah. keeping a list in a fucking notebook. <laughs> yeah, I love well, that. I kept it in like a notepad on my phone and I put like an X next to it. If I seen it, I keep track of how many episodes it had and stuff. So, oh, buddy, you were roughing it out I, here in the I Wild was a West. Completionist. Shit. <laughs> it was bad. Yeah, that's awesome. That's so awesome. I remember I looked up like, because uh, I have like a obviously I have a moniker online, so I go by Saint now. But before I used to go by uh, on Xbox Death Saint because you know I was like ten oh, and super edgy. Wait, that's so that's where Death came from. You yes. were Death for like a year in our podcast uh, in our podcast Discord, yeah. which you can get in for one dollar and up at Patreon dot com slash Bibology. I'm gonna shout it out. Yeah, it's a fun <laughs> time. Yeah, come on, it's one dollar. It's yeah. literally one dollar, guys. It's three cents a day. Come on, you get to learn a bunch of cool stuff about anime. That's great. Yeah, for sure. Um, come on. <laughs> but yeah, so I went by Death Saint on Xbox and I uh, eventually shortened it down to Death and I just started going by that because people would just call me Death instead of Death Saint. So I just stuck with it. And that's then, going hard. That's going hard. Right yeah. And so cool. I was a yeah. little edgelord. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I look, I remember looking up like dark, like 
uh, like black <laughs> anime or something like that. It was something like super edgy, like fighting. And then you anime. found wait, so you found darker than black? Yeah, because, because I looked like, up dark. I- yeah, <laughs> I looked up dark anime, and that's what I found. I was like, darker than black. This looks so cool. And then I binged it, and I love oh, it. It's good. It, it, it's oh, so good. To, the, to this day, it's actually a. It, it's a solid, like edgy sort of. Tokyo Ghoul camp, but like not like oh we'll Tokyo get to Tokyo Ghoul. Ghoul. <laughs> oh oh will we? Though? Oh like, we will. <laughs> yeah okay okay. But I, I would say like it, it it does hold up. It's like on the edgier side of a yeah. typical shonen uh, uh, take on it, and it's part of that era <clears throat> of like shonen that like tried to take a darker edge on things. And I don't hate it. I love the way that it was trying to subvert or augment the shonen tropes with a little bit of edge, right? Yeah. I think edge is good, but you and I both know shows that employ too much edge just doesn't doesn't fly. Nope. It doesn't don't work, know. right? Nope. Mm. Uh, what do nope. you mean nope? Mm. Don't know. Nope. Mm. Oh, you, you think <laughs> there's, there's no limit? <laughs> Are you saying you're an edge lord, sir? There's no yeah, limit to edge. Is what you're telling no, me right now? There's no Fair limit. Enough. Okay, if it, if it okay. goes too far, it's funny at that point, honestly. <laughs> so, so you're I, here for all of it. So if it yeah, goes all yeah. the way into too much edge, you're still here for it because that's your shtick. That's yeah, your yeah. I, I'm okay. still a degen. It's bad. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair but, enough. I mean, uh, uh, that that explains the Ari Ferretta shit and we will not be going further into that debate. We won't, we won't, we won't, we won't. We'll save that for the Isekai episode. The Isekai working story. We will (laughs) save that for that. Yeah, that's another episode for another day. Let me, uh, can I gush about Darker Than Black though real quick? Let me, let me really sell this. (laughs) Give me the, hey, give me the pitch. Give me the pitch as if you're selling me. I'm just gonna start off with it's an, you know, original anime, which we never get you it's that's a studio trigger special and it's yeah. rare to see that nowadays like the last one we got that was really good that was original i think it was lacoyce recoil i never actually watched that one i watched uh you should you I should cyberpunk that was the last i think is that original technically it's yeah. technically og by studio trigger it was basically produced With it was CD produced Project by cd project red right yeah and they basically said hey here's our entire universe you can use anything in our ip and they did so good to the point where there is dlc now for cyberpunk oh, that really? will let you play that'll let you play through some of those missions they oh, added three so missions sick. yes they added three missions that are akin to the edge runners anime like the, so to that end that is probably honestly yeah fuck Lacoya's Recoil. It's a very good anime. I'm I'm, I'm gonna oh, say yeah. it right now. But <laughs> Edge Runners could be the most recent example of a OG anime that never had a manga or light novel or anything, but was damn good and to the point where the game it was based on added DLC based off of it. Yeah, that just goes to show right. Incredible. There incredible if you yeah. want to hear more so, go listen to the episode <laughs> absolutely go listen to one that one popped the fuck that off. was a good the, those numbers are really great those numbers are great yeah yeah so um, um to, to your end yeah yeah darker than black, darker than black is an og anime that is it, a bold move especially back in the day yeah it it was like what 2000 like 10 9 something like that it was 11 i thought yeah. it was i thought it was i thought it was my senior year of high school so that I was 2011 i also believe it's made by the same guys that did the right 
I believe it is as well. It's yes. like there's so yes. many good things attached to that show. The only thing is the sequel. A lot of people don't like it. I think it's still yeah. okay. I liked it. But, you know, uh, it's... I, I watched a bit of it. It, <laughs> it. it was fine, but it wasn't OG Darker Than Black. Yeah. I'll say that. Yeah, true. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Also, quick spin. It's, you know, spies, superpowers, but with actual drawbacks. So it's not just, you know, MXJ where they can just use Todoroki can just use his fire. It's like they have to do yeah, yeah. stuff. You know, I'm a big risk reward guy when yeah. it comes to power systems. I and love like, it. I think Darker Than Black was one they had like contractual obligations where they had to do things yes. to use their powers, they're, right? Yeah, the one guy had the one guy had to like smoke a pack of cigarettes to yeah. even use his powers. Or so, yeah, yeah, so <laughs> gross. His oh. power was OP, but he had to rip cigs to just make it work. Yeah. I was like, okay, that's pretty sick. All right, like I'm literally killing myself, but this power is OP. Yeah, I'm like, all right, that, that's, and like that's, that's their sick as souls fuck. are attached to stars for some reason, yep. and, and there's a false sky, and it's like. There's like different government agencies. Oh, it's so good. I, I love that. It's a completely that different so celestial system. Like they yep. had constellations that didn't actually exist in our world, but like that's what they had to like base their shit off of. It's really, really interesting. Oh, I love it. And there's a talking cat and there's fucking like, like, uh, what's the word? Like people that can uh, see far away telepaths. Like yes, who they call dolls or whatever. Yeah, they're sensory types. They can they can sense that shit from very far away, so they can know who has a contract, who has shit that their powers that are using right now. They're they're an asset because like they're basically reconnaissance from far away. Which is great. Yeah, it's it's just such a well rounded show. Just if you can't go watch the the first season, it's so good. So that that that's what you would argue is your first yes real foray into the weeb journey that you've been on since deep then. dive into the sauce yeah so in the deep dives in the sauce okay so that leads me to my next question okay is what would you say is your current favorite genre but what was the first show to lock you in to the love of that genre oh. so what are you currently into right now right now. But what was the first show to get you into that specific genre? It's interesting because I, I like to pride myself on seeing a lot of genres, like spreading them out. I I would say my obviously it's going to be Shonen is probably the most obvious answer for my favorite genre because it's like join I can me, al- brother. I can always join go back me, to brother. it. <laughs> yeah, yes. it's it's join always me, the high paced boys doing boy <laughs> stuff, beating each other up or scoring Look a at goal. This. Just Dude. guys being dudes. Yeah. Let's go. Let's just do it. And it's like, even if it's shonen, like, you can still have, like, cool female main characters that, like, have, you like, can. a giant rocket launcher or something, you know? Man, I say this to this day that, like, Jujutsu Kaisen was oh, one of the pi- the pioneers for female shonen characters. Holy shit. Like, some of the best female combatants, some of the best female fleshed out characters written for a single season of shonen anime i've ever seen so sh- female characters in shonen give them some love i don't yeah. know chainsaw man's doing that right now right yeah I, like, yeah honestly, definitely yeah. i like yeah. a you know me a girl that can kick my ass sign me up that's <laughs> sign me the fuck you you yeah. and i kind of align on that one we're like <laughs> anyone any chick that'll love me and kill me at the same time 
just just wife. do it. Like, <laughs> wife yeah, yeah, wife, do it. Let's go. Um, but yeah, no, I, I think Chainsaw Man's doing really good right now. I read the manga, so it's like I, a lot of people lose their mind at the newer episodes that just dropped. I own yes, I own yeah. every volume and the most recent it's, episode that dropped at time of recording. God, they animated it so good, and the music and the framing. God, I've wanted to gush about it it's, it's, so bad, but uh, I got I got to refrain. I got to say say that for the Chainsaw Man up. I got I got to save it for the Chainsaw Man up. You know, you get it. You you understand. But, but yes. Yeah. So no. Wh- I- let's let's move away from shonen what other genre do you think that like is your is your thing right now and what was the show that got you hype about that genre okay i would say so there there's like different times when when i started getting into anime so like our after darker than black i was obviously into more edgy anime so i watched like helsing ultimate on youtube and then I watched like full metal alchemist and stuff and then uh tokyo ghoul uh a bunch of Dead Man Wonderland, <laughs> like stuff like that. Dead Man. And no one talks about Dead Man Wonderland. It's because the anime no one ta- ed- only ending. It's so bad. <laughs> it's pretty bad. It 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 went way of Soul Eater, didn't the, it? Yeah. Like, it just yeah. It just fucking had like ninety percent of it was gold, and then the last ten yep. percent just fucking well sank it, that shit. It's the same thing with like a Kami got kill, and that's it. Always yeah. annoyed me because I'm like I well, was a, a completionist. Hold on, a Kami got kill. I think. It 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 sold its premise up top. It really ended the way it promised it would in the beginning. Yeah, like everyone dies. Everyone dies. Yeah, like, but the- sorry, spoilers. But everyone fucking dies. Like <sighs> I don't know what to tell you. I guess I hate it because the reason is because there's characters that they just mur- uh, spoiler alert. There's characters that die in the show. A ton of them. That's what the show is known for. Oh my god! Like literally <laughs> every yeah, everyone dies. Um, like I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> in the show, yeah, everybody dies. But in the manga, I'm pretty sure like half of them don't at all. Like it's completely really? different. Yeah, like the ending okay, is never- completely different. Never read the manga, but yeah. I mean, I kind of like how Akame is the one who lives. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like literally, like literally the one who Akame ga kill is the name of the I'm, show. But Akame is the one who lives at the end of the day. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm like, pretty cool. sure the. All right, spoiler alert: the show's like ten years old. Uh, the main character dies at the end of the show, but in the yes. manga, I'm pretty sure he's still alive in the end. Really? And, yeah, in like a, a couple of the uh, I forget what they're called, what they're um, night raid. A couple of the night raid members are still alive. I know that, um, but it's just completely different. It always put a sour taste in my mouth because I'm like, I was a completionist, so it's like, oh, it's anime only. That means I have to go read the manga, but I didn't read manga at the time. So, <laughs> but you got you got the you got spoilt. You got spoiled. yeah, and it just yeah, kind of yeah. it, it ruined it for me. But then I went to like assassination classroom, so still shonen. Oh, yeah, yeah, fair enough. The real shift came when I got into seasonals. I had um, just graduated high school, and I moved out and lived with a buddy in an apartment. And so I got Crunchyroll finally, because, you know, working, getting paid, I can finally pay for my own stuff. You got that, you got that subscription, I see. And I I also remember the year that this happened. It was the, I remember the exact season, actually. It was winter, or no, sorry, not winter, fall of 2018. So the very tail end of 2018. So okay. it's been three years now. And yeah. I remember because I had been watching Attack on Titan at the time. And I was like, oh, let's see what these seasonals are. Because I started getting into the anime scene. 
And so I got into uh, Bunny Girl Senpai. Oh, did you really? Yeah. Bunny Girl Senpai is great. I it, love that show. It, that was the season it, it started airing. I binge watched the first four episodes because they had been out. And then I watched, uh, you know, obviously there was Gridman. Um, Megalobox had come out earlier that year, I oh, believe. Oh, that was the Megalobox season. Yeah. Yes. There was, there was oh, just a fuck. ton of good stuff that season. And then from then on, I started watching seasonals and I was just binging nothing but anime. I stopped playing video games, everything. And I got a Mal and I created everything. And so I would say the like... My other biggest, back to the question, my other biggest genre is uh, probably like Demo said, like romance or even like comedy, but I don't really seek comedy. I enjoy it in a show, but I prefer you know, like yeah, fair romance. Enough. You, you, know, you, know my, you know my particular uh, journey is that like Ethan's been watching more romance than I recognize that uh, I didn't know. I didn't know he was watching all that. So when he turned me on to a couple of the romance stuff, I'm that's current. That's my current journey is the rom-coms, oh, the shoujos. I got some good ones uh, for you then my friend. I know you do. I know you do. I'm, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. And, and the fact that that is your kind of new current, what was the one that did it for you? What was the shoujo that got oh. you on the trail? So it, it's funny cause it's probably, well, I watched, uh, so this one isn't my current, but it was the, uh, one that, well, not really the one. I watched a few, but there was one that really got me in. So I'd watched yeah. like uh, Blue Spring Ride and like a oh co- interesting um, a couple other like I hey, what's uh, the Wolf and the Black Prince or something. I can't remember the name of it. There, but a couple of minor ones. And then I watched um, My Little Monster, and oh, that one is actually one of my favorite romances. I know of it. I've never watched. I never watched my. I never watched that. It's I will just, say, like I said, I'm new to the romance space, so the, the, a lot of these are kind of new to me. But uh, yeah, why that? Why that one? Why was that the one that that got you jazzed? It was just kind of funny, and it had a lot of uh, just little moments in it because it's about a a dude that's kind of like a delinquent, you know, like troublemaker, and then it's about a girl who's like a scholarly girl and like is always focused on school, and they kind of become friends and also are kind of a thing, but kind of not. It's just their their interactions. Like Haru is the name of the main character, I believe, and he's just really funny and just goofy. <laughs> and I just really enjoyed yeah. it. Um, and I don't know. It's just that formula. Like it, eventually, another one that got me really into the scene is um, "Sing Yesterday to Me." I I could I could only think of the Japanese "Sing Yesterday title. to Me." Yes, okay. I yes. love yeah. that show. I love the ending. I gave, I gave that a little bit of I gave that a little bit of love. I actually really enjoyed that. the The animation was shockingly good. Oh, it's so that. I loved the ending. It hit me at the perfect time where I was kind of I felt myself in the main character's shoes, like working a job like that. And, you know, just wanting to, like, do something, like, build a career, like, follow my passions. And it was just so perfect. Plus, you got the romance. Oh, yeah. I, w- I will say, the, the show that got me into the Slice of Life gang, not necessarily because I, I, wanted, I wanted to ask you before I talk about my Slice of Life entry, okay. is that it seems like you are a kind of guy that you do. Can you take your ROM? Without the calm, if that makes sense. Yes, I. So it's you. You can do you can do squarely rom, but no calm. 
Yeah, I can do. I definitely do romance. I I think it just has. But then you have to get a little bit of drama in there. Like you need something else. I you feel need a like. little bit. You need a little spice. You yeah, need a little spice. because then yeah, it just okay. gets boring if it's just the romance. Like I'm it's gonna watch two people romance. smooth. Like ah. <laughs> yeah. That okay. I I do respect that. I can I can understand the rom with the drama, but I'm more of a man who likes the rom with the calm. But no. I. The first time that I really got understood that slice of life could be for me was Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid. I still and have not seen it. <laughs> bro, dude. Okay. And the reason why, and I've said it on air and I've said it in the Discord, is Kobayashi is a programmer. Her yeah. her her slice of life, which which is rather interesting. I've always found it very funny that these th- this genre is called slice of life, but is it is it your slice is it uh, and i think a lot of slice of life's is is it the slice that you can actually relate to and it took a show like miss kobayashi's dragon maid where it has an incredible fantasy background some b the b story is some lore that is better than most isekais and i'll say it right now but the a story is a slice of life of a programmer and her trials and tribulations that is my life like what you see kobayashi go through in that show is so it hits me so at my core <laughs> so personally that, like, yeah it's so personal like she's a programmer and I feel that so deep within my heart that like the B side story on top of that is just like I can like there's not a lot of slice of life that I can put myself as me in my 30 year old body into someone else's like perspective. But Kobayashi's I totally can. So when all these dragons come in and like all this like like uh, <laughs> fantasy shit just yeah, like kind of bombards shit. her life. Yeah, all this crazy shit. I can relate to that a lot better because they solve the tribulations of her modern mundane life that I'm already experiencing right now <laughs> on a fucking Thursday. Like I feel her, but that, that that's what it takes, right? It oh, takes yeah. it takes a rom and or a com in that particular part of your life to resonate, I think, yeah. for you to like jump into the genre of slice of life romantics comedy. And I think for me, that Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid, while all the fantasy shit and the shonen shit, like Kyoto Animation full fucking sent that show. Like that <laughs> show looks amazing. But the slice of life hit me where I was at that moment. And you're telling me that the particular show that got you into all this hit you right where you needed to be right at that moment. Yeah. I I think they all like everyone has their special like key, like their special thing that really hits them in a show. And it's like, you just gotta keep going until you find that. And then once you find that you'll be hooked. It's just, everyone's different. Like some people have it in Shonen, some people have it. In romance, some people have it in horror. It, it's just, you just got to find what you enjoy about the medium and find a character who you really love. Like, that's why people cosplay. It's because they just love these characters. They love what they mean to them. I can embody that in this character. Yeah. I, yeah, 100%. 1,000%. It's like, and it, it doesn't always have to be, like, Deku, you know? Like, you can you can have, like, some random Joe Schmo who's feeling the same yeah. problems that you're feeling. Exactly. But they they also feel they can resonate with a character 
that no one ever expected and they cosplayed and they're like, oh, this person is that character. Yeah. They get it. They understand the full breadth of that character, oh, right? Yeah, exactly. It's like I, I love like characters like Asta from Black Clover, Hinata from Haikyuu. Asta's such a good uh, one, right? Even like Tangan from Demon Slayer. It's like I love these characters because Asta and Hinata are just like dreamers at the end of the day and I just love that. It, it's like it gives me the inspiration that I don't have myself. You know? And that's that's kind of the beauty of anime. Yeah. It's it's meant to be a fantasy, right? It's meant to engross you in all of that. But that does bring me to my next question. Okay. For all of us who have been engrossed in an anime, we have probably also been the opposite of that. We've been dissuaded via life, via things we have going on. The real world hits like a truck coon. Vietnam so, flashbacks, like, oh God. Yeah, we have <laughs> so many characters flashbacks. lost. <laughs> <laughs> so many days wasted. So yeah. I wanted to ask you, have you ever had an anime drought and why? But when you had those anime droughts, what show brought you back to the anime fold? What okay. brought you out of that drought and gave you the fresh rain of brand new, beautiful anime? Okay, so... Yeah, when I got into seasonals, I started banking really hard, and I would watch, like, everything, every season, and I would go back and watch, like, old stuff, like Code Geass and all this stuff, um, but I would say the biggest anime drought probably happened when I got into One Piece, funny enough, so it's not, Fair re- enough. It's not really okay. an anime drought, but it's, like, you can only watch One Piece when you're trying to catch up to One Piece, like, that's the only way you're gonna catch up. Dude, I'm all I'm on like episode like 150, and it's like I can only stomach a couple episodes. I'm a day. so sad. Uh, there's so I'm much trying, I want to tell I'm you. I'm trying, dude. I'm really trying. I really am. But I have so many seasonals to watch, and we just had a banger season. I can't help it. God, uh, I love One Piece. I'm sorry. Everyone knows I'm this. Sorry. In <laughs> it's like my favorite show of all time. I know it is. I'm um, sorry. Yeah, it's okay. It's okay. You'll get there one day. You'll catch up. You'll see the cool sauce, and then you'll be like, man, fuck seasonals. It's just one piece. Fuck seasonals. I'm just waiting for a week season, and I'll just, like, binge one piece. That's all I'm looking for. Well, it's like today we're getting a ton of sequels, so it's, like, almost unlikely we're ever going to have that again, where we don't get a ton of good stuff every season. Facts. 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 Yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, I, uh, when I started watching One Piece, I watched it, took, like, I got up to like the end of uh, East Blue and then I took a break for like oh. a good like three months. And then I, wa- I started walking again. I got all the way up to Ooh. Alabasta. Which so is- you, took a, you, you took an anime break like yes. straight up. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Like, Just making sure. Like, I, okay. I would watch like some shows, but I wasn't binging like I was. Like once I started One Piece, my binge kind of died off. And then I started watching, I got up, I finished Alabasta, and then that's where I left off when I first tried to watch One Piece years ago, when I first got into anime, like right after Naruto. I I got up to right after Alabasta, because that's all they had for the dub at the time, and then I took, I stopped. And so I, when I restarted it, I got up to Alabasta, and then I took like another, I want to say it was like five months, I just didn't watch One Piece, but I, I... I watched, some, I watched some Five seasonals, months. but damn, it, okay. it wasn't many. And then, so you had a drought. You had a drought. Yeah. You had a drought. And then I binged One Piece, and then I watched nothing but One Piece for like a good couple months, and I caught up. And then I've been kind of off and on. I haven't had my level of grind that I had in like 2019, you know, like early 2020. 
I remember those days. Yeah, we I was started this. Being, but we, we're we're coming on our fourth year anniversary, and I remember those days when you're talking about 2020. Yeah, yeah, I was binging everything seasonal, like all everything that was like if it was top ten for that season, I've probably watched it. You're in. You were yeah, in. Yeah, it was all, just a ton of good okay. stuff, and it was just like my time. Um, what got me back is kind of hard because I've been watching anime since. It's just my level of binge has not been the same. So it's like there hasn't really been a show that brought me back, but there are shows that I'm like, oh, I'm really like right now. I'm really excited to watch new episodes every weekend. So but those are like, uh, you know, the new My Hero season's really good. I'm really enjoying that because they're finally getting to like the war, like the good stuff. Yeah, let's let's actually talk about that real quick, because I, 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 you know, I feel as though. The anime community has been clowning a bit on My Hero Season 4, Season 5 for just kind of like, ever since the United States of Smash, it's just kind of, Smash, it's kind of been like, it's been flat since then. But I want your opinion on this because I, I've i never really talked about this with anyone. Mm. Do you feel as though that they, My Hero just had this perfect trajectory up to the United States of Smash, and then everything after that was just blasé. It was just like, it could never meet, like, it could never reach that height, you know? Um, like, and now that we're in the war, it's finally got back there again. Do you feel it's an element of the writing or the anime adaptation? Why do you think people didn't give a fuck about season four and five? Well, it's just because it got formulaic, I would say. It was like when it first aired, it was kind of unique in this way where it was like, I think it was like 13 episodes first season. They got you right into it. You're in a school. You got all these powers. That first season was, first two seasons were like fucking immaculate. Show. Yeah. Even like, like season three was yes. beautiful. And then, but after that, they just got in this rhythm where it's like, either the first half or the second half. The first half is going to be the action. The second half is the training or the first half is the training. The second half is that was, that was season five where they had that first half. That season was like the students, like in a combat scenario where it almost felt tournament archy and like, they got to like utilize their powers. And I've, I, we, we've said this in the podcast before that my hero academia is at its strongest when you have different random people with random quirks trying to operate together yeah. and then merge those oh, powers yeah, the together part. because it's because my hero academia's power system is so fucking varied. Yeah. It's so wildly broad that you can then, if you were to have randos from class B operate with randos from class a, and then they just make a fucking strategy work. You're like, this is what yeah. makes my hero amazing. It's the, it's the tactical but stuff, you know, like the combination it's the powers. tactical shit. Yes. Yeah. You're a hundred percent right. I, so this season, yeah, I think that's, I think that's the potent part is that we didn't just get students. We're in a fucking war. Yeah. So all of the all of the pro heroes like Mirko. Oh, come oh, on. Dude, she was oh, so oh, cool. She's she so a baddie, hot. though. Like, I love it. She not just a, she not just a baddie, but she literally was an asset in a war when like she actually came in. In one and of the new work. episodes of the new season, when I see her thighs like tighten in a large <laughs> like a fucking rabbit, it was they the literally, coolest animation I've ever seen. It's it's weird when you have someone whose quirk is like thickness. Yeah. <laughs> She's her quirk is being thick. Like she literally gets thicker as her quirk I activates. I want to shake what the a hand fucking of who, wild. 
I want to shake the hand of whoever animated that. Whoever did that justice, uh, my hero. Like, literally, my hero. But I'm... Yeah. <laughs> literally, my hero, your hero, our all heroes hero. for my hero. <laughs> yeah. Our um, hero for my hero, right? Yeah. So... But no, I... Oh, jeez, yeah, I, I think the... Like, even, like, season four, because you had that uh, Mr. Gentleman, or whatever his name was, the magician guy. It's like, that's kind of a training arc. Like, they're, they're practicing One for of the, the low, festival. Low-key, low probably the best part of that season. I liked, like... that battle was uh, pretty actually fucking good. And it was personal. You had, a, you had a, a dual kind of, like, a dual system as a villains. Yeah. Uh, the gentleman was... And then... The the little lolly chick, I forgot, but she had that power where she can make like uh, platforms that would help. Oh, no, no. Her love for him it made him stronger. Yeah. 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 That was what it was. He right. could like he make stuff the bend and like could even yes. make the air bend. It, it yeah, was so, so cool. he had platforms. Yes. Yeah, like, yeah, I prefer it was, it was cool. overhaul. Like he's my favorite villain in all of MHK, weirdly enough. Like people love Stain, but my favorite was overhaul because he was just cool. See, I'm a, see, I'm a Stain guy. I'm, I'm yeah. a stand dude. Yeah, I, I think at the end of the day, like he he his philosophy on heroes and villains was probably what sets this entire universe apart from your typical shonen hero versus villain shit. Yeah, that he was so adamant about like heroes ain't shit nowadays. <laughs> I'm looking for the real fucking heroes, and I want to be the villain that puts him to the test and even though he didn't have the power to step to it his power was good like he was a, he was I a threat mean, but he, he even made endeavor was, like kind of shaking his boots for a minute when he's just he standing there all everyone up. he made everyone quake like that's insane everybody quaked yeah he's like i will fight no motherfucker except for all might yeah and if you ain't number one don't step to me yeah i won't take it I won't fucking take it. it but so the cool. thing is, it wasn't just what he said, is that everyone around him believed what yeah. he said. Yeah. They all they fucking believed it. Yeah. it. They're like, oh shit, I can't step to him unless it's all might. And Deku fucking clapped him in the cheeks. Yeah, him and, and Todoroki, I was just like, all yeah. right. It, it was really he's sick. An, and he's an OP who claps cheeks. He, I get it. I I understand it. Yeah, I just think MHJ needs to like kind of mix up the formula. Like that's what they're doing this season so far. That's, it's just like that's straight battle, straight war. Like there's actual ideologies clashing. Before they told yeah. us ideologies were clashing, but it never felt like it. It was never to the scale no. of this. So it's like absolutely not. This actually like is fully grasping because it's like, oh, the, are the villains gonna win? Are they gonna take over society? Like what's gonna happen? Obviously, if you read the manga, you know. But you know, you know. I that's one of the few mangas I have read. But at the same time, like the, to your point. This is the first season where we're getting back to that stain vibe, right? Yeah. We have Shigaraki like actually showing up like I don't god just mode. have the power. Yeah, god mode. I don't just have the power. I have the philosophy. Like things need to be destroyed before they're recreated. Yeah. So I shall destroy. Like I need to destroy. Like it's literally his power. Like his ideology yep. is his power. It's it's And now that he can do it with complete finite control is very scary oh. it is terrifying he can literally touch something not destroy it but destroy the thing behind it that is terrifying that he yeah, has that kind he, of control he can destroy things that are touching things he's destroying like that's insane yep. like that yep. he can literally destroy a city scale. i'm curious yeah. i really <laughs> want there to be some more drawbacks 
honestly. I think that's what My Hero is missing, is more drawbacks. Not for Deku, necessarily. Like, it's been the same, where he breaks his arms and stuff. But, like, all the other characters, like, you know, Endeavor overheats, yeah. but that's about it. So uh, you, you, you've you always caught my vibe. I've, I've said this since the early days of Weebology, that my favorite power systems... Um, and at the time of recording, go listen to Wards of Dorktown. I'm recording with them tomorrow to, to talk about what makes a power system good. Um, but this this is what I've been preaching forever, that a good power system is risk reward. Yes. I talk about, you know, Nen. Nen is a great oh, example. It's fantastic. probably one of the greatest power systems that has ever existed in anime because to enact power, you literally have to make a contract with yourself. And right, the, like oh, the way Karapika like Karapika did that literally said like was so if nuts. I ever use these powers against anyone but the Spider Troop, I will literally die. Yeah, or like, even I, like but, Gone saying I will give my future height, like everything I will like, become. It's yes, oh, it's so brilliant. He literally he grabbed it. into the future and grabbed all his potential to use it right now, and he said, "I'm gonna be the best." version of what i could possibly be right now to defeat this enemy in front of me but once i'm done i'm i'm at an end like i can never uh, use uh, that yeah again. it's over i'm done yeah it's over i'm done so that that's a that that risk reward is a beautiful metric for how power systems should work not a lot of systems use it and bringing it full circle darker than black i think does a pretty good job at that oh yeah i truly think they do right like i have to you know, smoke a pack of cigarettes a day to use my power. Like I have to give something up. Well, yeah, to be powerful. Yeah, right? they add like a rank in the problem where it's like you can use, like you can't just use your powers all the time. Once you use them and then you stop using them, you can't use them again unless you complete your contract. Like that's the rules. So it's like one feel, guy has to place yes. like twenty stones in like columns, like five by five. Yep. And it's like if <laughs> any of them are out of place, he has to start all over. It's so specific. It's so beautiful. Yeah. Like, isn't that fun? And I, I feel that I feel that Chainsaw Man with their contracts with certain devils is doing a pretty good job at that as well. Yeah. We I, saw that, right? Like we, we saw that one chick with the eye patch. Like Himeno. I have to give up. Yeah. Yeah. We I have to give up certain parts of my body to be able to use the power of a devil. And I love, I love that. I love that shit. Dude, I the newest episode. All right, no spoilers for this bro, because bro, it's so bro. new. But yes, bro, like she bro. gave up her eye to use the the hand ghost or the hand devil. Yeah. I believe is what it was. But then she gave, up, she gave up, she gave up more of herself to use more of the ghost devil. Yeah. And the way it, that, it it's always it. there. It's always ready I, to be used. Right. I love that part so much because it's like. She gives so much and it doesn't matter. Like it just goes to show that it's like just because you're willing to risk it all or risk a ton doesn't mean you're going to be overly overpowered. You know, exactly. It's your best. It's your best bet, but it's not guaranteed. It, yeah, it's it's yeah. fantastic writing. I think that show is honestly kind of unique because it's like the vibe of the whole show is like very itself but very all over the place, if that makes sense. Do you, do you feel that that show is living up to the manga hype? I would say so. I think the animation's yeah, been really good. Yeah. I think the music's been great. The voice acting's fantastic. Um, I think the most recent episode with Mikina is basically better than the, than the manga. 
Oh. The way that they showed her powers is so fucking oh, beautiful. Oh, Makima's? Yeah. Yes, Makima's it, powers. It's they did it so, so dangerously brilliant. good. Yeah, because yeah. honestly the way that they in the manga it, when they were doing it in the manga, I was so confused as to what was happening. But seeing it actually animated and knowing what happens later on in the manga, I'm like, and seeing oh, her hands, seeing yes. her hands do the shit, yes, bro. And the way that they, the way that they intercut with what's happening to their butt, I'm, I, I gotta hey, shut this down because yeah. these are spoilers right now. <laughs> I mean, these are spoilers. These are spoilers. But I remember reading that manga on a plane to San Francisco for work, and I was, I remember, I think I remember messaging you guys in the Discord while I was on that plane, like, yep. bro, this shit is crazy, and uh, I. <laughs> God, seeing it animated, oh, like they I, they are doing it so justice. It, it is, is so beautiful. Guess what? Oh. Like, have you have you finished the manga? Are you completely done? I have. Okay. I have, like, I just have. imagine yeah. what they're gonna do later this, on with Christmas. Yeah, I know. And, I know. You know the bomb and the, dr- the and, drop yeah. about Makima. My like, favorite we could talk about, have, and people will be like, "What? Like Halloween? I, like what I the might fuck have does that to." <laughs> I might have to cut some of this because like, this is so like it's so spoilery, but it's so good. It's yeah. so good. Well, it's like just um, Christmas and Halloween. It's like, what does that even mean? Santa Claus? What? <laughs> <laughs> well, let's bring it back. Let's bring yeah, it back. Let's ahead, bring it back. Ahead. So, well, so let's bring it to present day you. Yeah. Let's bring it to the the saint in 2022. Yeah. What what do you gravitate towards now? What is your thing now? And um, what would you say are the poster children for the genres that you actively seek out now okay so what i gravitate towards now i'm still kind of a mixed pot it's still generally shonen and romance are probably my favorites um okay obviously there's some isekai in there that i like um gotta sprinkle some of that in right yeah of course um for the like what i recommend for them it it honestly just depends on like what vibes with you to be honest like, I hate using that word, but it's basically what it is. It's like, whatever show you're going to be into, there's yeah, going to be works. certain things that you enjoy. I think yeah. there's, like, obvious gateway anime. So, like, obviously, like, SAO, even though it gets a lot of shit, it's very easy to get into, you know, stuff like that. Um, in terms of what I'd actually recommend for, like, what I think is really good. Um, so, for... But ro- you, got, you, got, you, you do have to put it in the perspective of the genres that you seek out right now. So okay. you're seeking out shonen and you're seeking out romance. romance. Yeah, what, we'll are the, what are the what are the poster children for you? Not not a recommendation. Just oh, your okay. po- Yeah, no. We're we're going to get to your recommendations in a second, but I want to hear like you're into these genres, but what are like the top of the top of those genres for you specifically? Okay. So for romance, there's two different types. I would say if you want, like, it depends on if you want to cry or if you want to be happy, to be honest. Um, but for those, okay. I would say right. probably, like, Hori Mi is a good, perfect romance. Kaguya-sama's dude, great. Dude, Philip just said that literally in the last segment. Really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Hori Mime was what he said. Yeah. For sure. And yeah, it's Hori, good. It's Hori worth Mie it. You're right. One. You're right. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, real, you know, Your Lie in April is a good one if you want to cry. Kaguya-sama is a great oh. one if you want to laugh. Like, it's just- Kaguya-sama is not just laugh, but like, you'll, your wrinkles will be lit up. Yeah. During uh, that show. Even yeah, play is a great romance oh, that people love. Oh, good play. Good play. Um, In terms okay. of shonen, obviously I'm going to say One Piece. Like, the, <laughs> like One Piece is the greatest <laughs> anime of all time. Fight me about it. 
Um, I want all the hands, all the smoke. Um, Haikyuu, obviously another poster boy. Kyuutsu Kaisen, Demon Slayer. Like, you can just look up the top 100 and you'll get some pretty good shonen and romance in there. <laughs> just look them up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I gave up. you just, like just seven off the dome. Like, uh, okay. I, actually, you know what? Yeah, yeah, I'd say just look them up, honestly, if you want more variety than what I said. <laughs> yeah, go to Mal. Yeah. Just, just go do that. Like, it's probably to your best benefit to just, like, rip through Mal. But I have two more questions for you. Okay. And the, the first one is the one I give everybody. And the second one is one I gave you specifically, and no one else is going to get this question Sick. because it's timing. It's timing. So, the first one. Mm-hmm. If you were to have to give an anime recommendation to a brand new anime fan, we're talking someone who's maybe been, you know, watched all the Marvel movies, is, anim- is nerd adjacent, they're, they're, they're down with sci-fi, they're down with the weird shit, but they never watch anime. What would be something that you would give them uh, to get their feet wet, to get uh, the, the, lips, uh, the lips salivated, you know, a little bit, just oh, with the anime concept? That's you know? a great question. Um, honestly... It would depend on how well I know them and what I know they watch. Because obviously, I kind of want to go genre based with it. You know, give I don't want to give someone that loves horror, you know, like a slice of life. You know, they're gonna hate it. But sure, if I just sure. had to make we're, some, we're looking, we're looking for general generalization. For general, yeah. like, like, like you don't necessarily know this person, but you know that they would be open to the concept of anime, but they've never touched it. Okay, like, right? They're nerd adjacent. They've they've <sighs> experienced a lot of animated stuff or or nerdy stuff, but like you got to pick something that's a little bit more generic. Like, okay, you're yeah. you're gonna get okay. You're going to get something from this anime experience. Okay, if I if I wanted them like to be purely generic, like everyone can enjoy it and everyone understands yes. it, I think yes. I'd go Vinland yes. Saga, honestly. Not, okay, this um, is, you're the first person to say that, but you're also the first person to coincide with me. Yeah. Because I think Vinland Saga truly is one of the best entry anime I have ever seen in my life. Well, it's like... Truly. Yeah. Like, and a lot like, of us honestly. know what Vikings are. We know what a Iceland is. It's like, it's just... It has the action. It has the drama. And it's very well animated. Yeah. It, it's, the characters, like, Askeland is one oh of the best Aska characters. Cad, am I right? Literally, literally ever... Like, one of the best like single season characters ever written yeah like that he's that good like from from a writing and narrative perspective he's incredible his flip his everything about him is just that damn good yeah and the show overall the animation is top notch the character narratives are top notch this the world building is top notch and not just because it's based off history. They really kind of leveraged history, but twisted it in a way that would fit this particular narrative. And it reminds everyone, which I should remind everyone that this is true, that has even seen Vinland Saga. This is just the fucking prologue. Yeah. This uh, is the fucking the prologue. Thing when buddy. it's like, this is just part one. It's like, what? This is literally part one of the prologue of an entire saga. And yeah. if you go and look and like the manga that is happening for it, man, there is some serious, serious source material. Yeah, there is so I'm, many chapters in this. I'm super <laughs> there are so excited. Many chapters. If yeah, I'm I'm hyped. That, I, I want them to keep going. Yeah, that's my general one. Is just 
it's easy to get into. You don't have to know too much about Japanese culture, you know? If I was to okay. get one that was, like, more anime anime, I think I... I was going to say, like, what, what would you give to a veteran? What, what, what would be, like, a fresh fresh wreck for a more veteran fan? Not necessarily me or you, well, okay. a little too deep in the game, but someone who is probably seen their Naruto's and their Bleach's and their, okay. you know, maybe their seasonals, but like, what would you give someone that maybe is a little, n- they're not fresh to the game, but they are looking for something new. Okay, I'd give, this is kind of underrated, I'd say probably something like Bungo Stray Dogs. I was gonna say Seven Bungo Deadly Sins, Dogs. but because of the animation on Seven Deadly Sins, I'm not gonna do that one. Even though I love it, I know a lot of people won't like after the first yeah. season. But I was yeah. thinking, I was like, what has powers? I'd say two. You know? I'd say two seasons. Two yeah, seasons the second for, season was pretty good. Uh, yeah, the second season was all right, oh. I would say, for De- Seven Deadly Sins. But season three onward, <laughs> no sir, miss me with that shit. That, I, was, that was fucking gross. I watched I all of that. it. I loved it all. I don't I care. I was invested in the I stories. <laughs> you're, that's your lore. I know, yeah. I know it's your thing. But, um, but Bungo. I, I, yeah. I, li- I like Bakugo Stray Dogs. Bakugo. Bongo Stray Dogs? Sorry, I said Bakugo. <laughs> Bongo Stray Dogs. Yeah. That's not a bad pick. I, I think that's a fun one for a deeper anime fan who maybe hasn't seen that. Well, yeah. Honest. Well, it's like it's I was trying to think like what has the anime themes? What has the powers? You know, it's based on all their powers are based on like famous writers and they have little quirks that they do. And it's very like it's like, it's like if Jojo wasn't as insane. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't it? Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So I think it's it's good for a veteran. You know, it's got a good story. It's got great characters. The powers are kind of interesting and also have like real world lore if you want to look into it. So it's like, yeah, yeah. That's little wrinkles that. to it, you know? I like the wrinkles. Good good use of your wrinkles, buddy. I respect thank, that. Thank you. Um, and the last question, one that I'm only asking you because it is that time of the year. Okay. If you were to ask Santa... For an anime Christmas wish, maybe a season two or a season three of a show you have not gotten, or maybe a, a revamp of a show that maybe you've wanted. What if you were sitting on Santa's lap? Mm-hmm. What would you ask for, and you would get it? What oh, would you want? <laughs> I thought about this a little bit, and have you? I yeah, I you know I, I was gonna say something obvious like you know oh it'd be great to have like one no piece. game no life come on no, no game no, no life no, no, let's no, no, go not going that route I love no game but nah not <laughs> I this love time. no game who doesn't love no uh, game? Yeah. I was gonna say like you know to get all of One Piece animated like Wano or something like that but I feel like that's too basic and I really wanted to talk about this show so I'm gonna say get a great teacher Onizuka remake ooh yeah. A GTO remake. Yeah. Like, it honestly, literally just reanimate it. That's all I want. I just want updated animation. So here's. Man, I'm, I'm split on this one because I, I feel as though, like, getting people to watch the original, like, that animation is so of its time. It's, it's so very great. so. It's, it's, it's like that era of animation where like CGI was not readily available. So they had to make do, but every fucking scene of that show is still beautiful to this day to me. Yeah. I mean, it was like early two thousands, the era of when like cell shading was like at its peak, but like we didn't have CGI yet. So like it just, it, it it's so, it's so of its time and very beautiful in its own way. I, I love it. it yeah, right, right, right. If they were to do that, but like never, if they were to commit and tell me 
on a public forum that they would not use any CGI and keep it completely yep. 2D, I would be so fucking down to see a remake oh of Grand Teacher Onizuka. I like, I'll be, I'll be dead, I'll be dead honest with you, like, because that's such a fun, like, an ex mafia dude being a teacher, <laughs> and like, how do we reach these kids yeah. and just like get into like getting to that energy? I'm so in for that. Well, it's like, I'm so here for that. Even yeah. the growth of the character, because it's like the whole point he got into it is to like get with high school girls. And then he ends up not doing that and just actually helping yeah, just them with their problems. A, just being a better guy. Yeah, He's, it's great. He is what honestly, I'll be I'll be dead honest. I think Reagan from Mob Psycho is based on. Um, I can see it. I can yeah, see that totally. Yeah. He's based off of Grand Teacher Onizuka. I truly believe that because at first he's trying to exploit Mob, but then he just becomes a good fucking guy. Yeah. And in this season, he's just a good dude. He's not even exploiting anything. Like, yes, he's still a shithead and he wants money, but like he's not exploiting his espers anymore. He's yeah. just like, this is the business I run. Like, this is what I want to do. Yeah. And if we can solve things for people, who cares? Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm good for it. It's just a great message. It, it just goes to show, like, even if you have, you set out with ill intentions, you can still change and, like, actually help people or, you, you know, help yourself. You can still change. That's why I think Reagan's one of the best characters in anime. Eh, well, you know, he's no I'll Onizuka, you know. <laughs> he is no Onizuka. He is merely a shadow of what Onizuka could be. I've, yeah yeah he's, he's just he's just a shadow of that but still even the shadow of onizuka makes for a great character in another anime honestly yeah very true like yep. reagan's definitely a standout of mob and i think a lot of people really vibe with him like just see themselves in him yeah but i think that will do it for today um saint thank you so much for joining like honestly this is such a fun conversation we're we're i don't know if this part will make it into the final cut but we're on an hour five and <laughs> we're like it, this was literally more than two times longer than i expected this to go and fucking great yeah like, we get sidetracked every now and then you know we do we it's do part of but, the fun. But the, yeah the side wanders is where you see the best views that's how you, that's how that works that's how it goes but thank you everybody for coming to class saint do you have do you have anything to plug? Do you have any podcasts you're listening to right now besides uh you know, I'm not gonna say like besides us or anything, but like anything you'd want people that are listening to our podcast should go listen to? Um I listen to a few podcasts, but it kind of varies. I listen to the to the yard with Ludwig and his group of friends. They're just a bunch of boys oh, doing boys good. thing. Yeah. I listen to another anime podcast called Anime Shun, and it's a uh it's more it's very unique. They all work in like the um like the like movie TV industry out in LA. Oh, and interesting. It's very more like dudes hanging out just talking about like the new MHA or stuff like that. It's it's a good pod. I like it. Cool. All right. All right. Everyone goes in animation. No big deal. Uh let me but, spell uh, it cuz it's kind of weird. It's anime and then S H U N. It's not animation. Yes. Animation. Yeah. Okay. It's very unique. Like you're shunning somebody. All right. I got it. I got it. I got it. Okay. Shit. I respect that. But Saint, thank you for not just coming to class. You literally led the class and I respect that. <laughs> yeah. Class president. Let's go. 
You may be. You might actually be class president, but we'll hold a vote for that. <laughs> well, that is going to wrap up this student interview section. If you are someone that has a decent mic and a great story to tell, hit us up anywhere you can contact us. They're all in the links of the description below, anywhere you get your podcast fix. If you want to listen to anything else we have done, guys, you're already on the platform. Just double click one over and all the way down with 185 plus hours of content. And if you want to give us some monetary love, only if you can, patreon.com slash ubology, one dollar up, get you into our discord with all of our past guests, the people that I have talked to today and our lovely Patreon folk, all of them fantastic to talk to. If you want to give us a little more, three dollars and up, get you the syllabus sidebar, our lo-fi, high vibes, sometimes anime, sometimes not, sometimes on hiatus and sometimes visual show where we talk about life and things and stuff that may not fall into the general bucket of this podcast but until next time saint thank you for coming on no thank you man. and this has been webology if you want to say deuces give me oh, deuces oh yeah, yeah yeah i got you deuces, deuces. perfect